Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking to Tom Fuller. Yeah. yeah. National Signing Day and Step Away Day. Uh, that's what's happening on the first day of February. Welcome in XL Primetime, a Wednesday brought to you by the Golf Club of Southampton. Great things going on there. And you can definitely check out the beautiful golf course. Once we start springing into spring, yeah, it's going to get lush and rich and green. But you still get a good golf course right now, especially with the beautiful weather that we're being treated to. That's for sure. Check them out. We'll be talking about them all day long. We've got National Signing Day, and we're going to definitely get to it. We're going to go local. We're going to go statewide. We're going to go SEC, ACC, and take a look at some of the big ones. Uh, but also, uh, the, the step-away day, this is for the second straight year. Second straight year, Mr. Tom Brady has said, I'm going to go ahead and put myself on social media, and I'm going to tell everybody that I'm gone. I'm gone. And this time he did it with a uh, beautiful beach backdrop uh, and reflective as he was, uh, tears in his eyes, I guess. Uh, he he kind of like got emotional there for a moment. Uh, as soon as the show thread came out when the announcement was made, uh, we were all trying to figure out whether it was real or not. And all I needed to do was hear about, I don't know, 30 seconds of it, maybe 25 seconds of it, and I knew it was legit, at least for right now. Go ahead and roll that tape, JJ. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured – I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. He got a little emotionally it. Not buying it. Not buying it. Not buying it. You are? No, really? I'm not buying it. I'm telling you why I'm not buying uh-huh. it until I see the paperwork. He knows the procedure of retirement, which means I had to go through it as well. When I retired, I had to turn to the paperwork to the NFL, making it all legal, bonded, right. and notary republic. All right. right? You right. got to get the sign, sealed, and delivered, send it to the NFL. They send you a paperwork back, let you know, hey, you officially retire with such and such team, Leon Cersei. Thank you for your service. Da, da, da. Till I see that, <laughs> till I see that, in Tom Brady's hand, a note back from the NFL confirming it. It's the paperwork. I'm not buying it. Well, to, to I, your point. I need to see the papers. To your point, this this season, <clears throat> when it was a quote-unquote regression, okay, mm-hmm. 4,700 yards passing, 67% completed passes, 25 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. How many of the 32 teams in the NFL would take yeah, that right now? Yeah, and you can also understand this, too. He has time on his side. What is this, February? It's February, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. first, first day of February. So, 
all the way up until he can go. He more than likely he won't do OTAs, mini camps, and all that kind of. Stuff. He's got to go all the way up into training camp, maybe in July, to where he can find the right team, and then he could pop right back in there. I'm, I'm not buying until I see paperwork. Well, I think what they're going to do is uh, they're going to wait and see if Josh McDaniels from Las Vegas comes in, uh, you know, just like helicopters in and begs him to come there because they do not have a quarterback right now. Now, San Francisco has 17 quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure, including Josh Johnson, but they still could also come calling to bring him home. And that's my question. Now knowing that, you know, he and he and Giselle – are right. no are no more. Yeah. He's got one son who lives up in the New York area. Mm-hmm. The other two are down in the Miami area. It's a bit of a fractured family right Where, now. I mean, th- that's why, in my opinion, Vegas or San Francisco were so fascinating as mm-hmm. landing spots for Tom Brady because, you know, San Francisco, if you remember, his mother uh, did have a cancer battle a yes. few years ago, mm-hmm. and he's obviously very close with his parents. So that would have kind of made sense to me as they're getting older. Maybe he wants <clears> to go play for them. And also, you know, depending on – who the quarterback of the future is for the 49ers. Brock Purdy now expected to miss six months um, if they go in that direction or if they go in the Trey Lance direction, what have you. And then, of course, Vegas, I mean, that would be right out of a movie. 45-year-old divorcee Tom Brady moves to Las Vegas in the middle of the desert to to figure out his life. Um, So I don't know, but but listening back to it. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, not at all. No, not. I mean, he's he, right with it. Got some possibilities. Sometimes you have to get lost. Potentially. Sometimes you have to get lost in the desert to get found again. Yeah. Um, there you go. But my thing is, he did sound emotional there. Did he not? Like, yeah, that yeah, middle it was. Uh, and, it really was. And do you notice his voice cracked, kind of like Freddie Couples when he mentioned his caddy broke down. Uh, when he mentioned his teammates is when his voice right. cracked. Those are the people that mean the most. And that's him. why I He's listen to that and Leon. Like, I, He's acting. He, like, he ain't buying it, man. I'm not buying it. Leon's not buying it. I'm not, I was fooled last year. I'm, correct. Same. But here's the only thing. He came back, and I think he thought it would be easy. And I think this year did break him. Mm. I, I'm not sure we see him in the booth right away. Well, uh, I think he's going to take some time because he does not sound yeah. like the Tom Brady – Last year, well, no. who both retired and then unretired. Well, I mean, Tom, he, he, listen, he has to have, I don't want to say perfect in front of him, but a lot of a lot of key components around him offensively weren't perfect. A lot of injuries, a lot of new guys and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he actually, I don't, when, you, when you just gave me those numbers and Tom Brady's assessment, you look at that as struggling. In some is. capacity, that was struggling. That's, it was some games where I saw him; he was unbrady like. Yeah, it ain't Banner. Twenty five no. of the thirty two teams exactly. Would take that. I know they would. Absolutely, I know they would. I can't see Tom Brady going out like this. No, uh, eight nine in the playoffs and get just demolished by the Cowboys in the first round. He's not going out. I, mean, I told you this. guys. I told you guys, and Matt and I were definitely like toe to toe on this one. He does not want to be hit anymore, and he that was a major part of that problem. Not just the fact that, in other words, you couldn't list all the things that were working against Tampa and not include him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when we went down the line last year with Trevor. Right. Trevor had to be part of the, the the problem, right? Because he wasn't playing that well. When when Tom Brady is throwing it either at your feet, over your head, left or right, well, right. you know, just terribly, which is what he was doing at the end, and did not want to get hit. Oh, he's he's ready to bounce. So speaking of lists, okay. I'm gonna read these off. This is what kind of career this guy's. If he did, if he did indeed retire, Leon, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, no. give you a little deference to you on that. All right. Yeah, right. So he's the, he finishes that his career as the NFL's all-time leader in Super Bowls one seven, Super Bowl MVPs five, passing touchdowns six hundred and forty nine, yeah. passing yards eighty nine thousand two hundred fourteen. 
completions, 77-53. Attempts, 12,050. Here's, here's where it gets really interesting. Yeah. Game-winning drives, 58. Fourth-quarter yeah. comebacks, 46. Pro Bowl selections, which apparently aren't a big deal anymore, 15. And then 33 starts, 251 wins. Yeah. Yeah, it, he, what he did... There's just there's no dismissing, and he had yeah. and, and I mean, at times he had great around him. Two hundred and fifty-one and eighty-two was his career record as a starter. At times he had great around him. At times he didn't have a whole lot of great around him. <clears throat> all the all the stuff that you just read off, that, that I think he got that chip mm-hmm. on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That might have came from him getting drafted in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. He I mean, it. because I mean, that's I mean, you've got to be driven to do all the stuff that he did. Fifty-eight game-winning drives. That's what I'm saying. You've got to be driven. To, to do it to the point where you're saying that they can, I don't care who comes across the table, no one's going to eat like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes. You got, Patrick's got a long way to go. Seven rings, seven Super Bowl. First of all, the 10 Super Bowl appearances is, is, is crazy. Yeah. Seven's ridiculous. And seven championships is just outrageous to me. All it right. is. I, so I did a little poll on my Twitter page, and I said, which of these three is the most impressive? And I knew Super Bowls was going to win, so I said, I said seven Super Bowls, 649 touchdown passes, or 58 game-winning drives. And I'm starting to think, man, 58 game-winning drives. 58. Wow. And it, he told – I saw one – I saw uh, – uh, had a little mini documentary on Tom Brady. And they, they said that uh, when he got drafted by the, the New England Patriots, he went up to the owner, hadn't even played a down, six-round draft, and went up to the owner and said that that was the best decision you ever made. That's awesome. <laughs> come, yeah. Bro, come that on, body bro. He had too, yeah. coming out of Michigan. Yeah. Huh? With that little skinny body he yes. had too, coming out of Michigan. And he ran the 40 little on a sundial. It was so slow. Yeah. <laughs> but, I heard that C.J. Henderson said the same thing to Shad, but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but it's cool that he was able to prove that he yes. was correct, that he said that to Mr. Kraft and then made him basically – you know, based just made him proud for for the decision that was hey, made. It's one thing to talk about it, but to be about it, yeah, that's another. Thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we'll, we'll throw it out there in the form of a Twitter poll. It'll be the best Super Bowl uh, memory that you have of Tom Brady, the best Super Bowl win. Because honestly, that that comeback uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, as as good as it gets, and there have been some other great ones that he was a part of, uh, including right here in in the Ville uh, against Philadelphia, but. That one was one for the ages, that's for sure. And you all, you think it impossible that he, that he can't do this, he can't do this, he can't do that, and he just kept doing it. Uh, just some amazing stuff, that's for sure. All right, uh, National Signing Day. Yeah, if you're wondering why I'm silent over here, that's because yeah. we're, we're tap, tap, tapping away on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures with Tdall on the 1010XL media channels. Uh, we got all of our coverage there. Make sure you check it out. I appreciate some of our friends, our nooners on the text line that actually are submitting some of their National Signing Day siblings mm-hmm. and cousins. Oh, and yeah, that's what we want. We appreciate it because we are trying to spotlight those athletes. Our thanks to Harold and Harold and Duck Duck Rooter for sponsoring our National Signing Day coverage. Um, so please make sure that if you have an athlete you would like to spotlight, that either you submit on the text line, you tag at 1010XL on Twitter or myself. And, of course, we're going to hear from hopefully some of those student athletes, definitely their coaches coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, our I-9 high school sports half hour. Yeah, and it, it's just such a cool time. Now, the, the – Here's the the neg, is that there are two signing days. Okay, three, three really, by the way. Yeah. 
Well, for football purposes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's two, and it's one in December, and it's now. And this one used to be the first Wednesday in February. It was huge, and you know that, Leon, going yeah. back in time, man. This was you a never, big, big day. Yeah, you you never forget your first sign today. I, I I remember exactly where I was. Now we didn't have the banner, uh, the stage show that these kids have now. And some some well deserved, mm-hmm. you know. But I was in like a cubicle. I was in like a cubicle. It was me, my mom, my dad, my sister. And the great Don Solinger. Mm-hmm. And he had this he had his briefcase with him. And I love telling this story. He had his briefcase with him and he's sitting across from me where he pulls out the he pulls out the scholarship. And my mom my mama crying. I'm like, what you crying about? She's crying. <laughs> and Don Solinger slides the, the, the scholarship off to her. I got my pen in my hand about to sign it. He pulls it back. He says, Leon, understand this. So you come to the University of Miami, he said, if you're not good, you won't play. And he said, if you're not great, don't come. That's what he said to me. I was like, God, oh, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. But he was honest with me. Right. He was letting me know that, that that was the expectation of the University of Miami at the, that particular time, that don't come down here with no foolishness now. Are you coming? You got to know what you signed up for. Yeah. So when he did it and I signed, it was good, man. I, I never forget it to this day. That, it's always, a great story. And you always tell the story, Leon. We love our friend Dr. Claude. Mm, oh, just well. just because you're the number one recruit in the country, yes. who obviously has gone on to an amazing life as a doctor oh. at the Cleveland Clinic, even if you're signing today and you're only signing to a junior college or you're a two-star sneaking in, that doesn't define well, where you'll go. Absolutely. Listen, Claude Jones, Dr. Claude Jones, who's actually a doctor at Cleveland Clinic in, in, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, Claude and I, he was the number one recruit in the country. He was the number one, not the number one lineman, the number one recruit, but he just happened to play offensive line. He went on every trip I was. I couldn't get no shine because every Claude was getting all the attention. Florida State, Miami, Claude was getting all the attention. What ended up happening was I was a two-star recruit. Now a lot wasn't expected out of me. He was a four-star. He was only four then. Right. Everybody expected Claude to come to Miami. Didn't they pan out the way that way. I kind of stole his shine. I, this two-star recruit, recruit, just all I did was go to work every day. Work, 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 grind, grind, grind. And he had the tendency to be – a little lax because he felt that he was already established because he was a four-star recruit. And I kind of outworked him, and I outstarted him, and then outplayed him. And, you know, I ended up being the first-round pick, and Claude didn't get drafted. Who who found Isn't you, Solinger? Did he Solinger. find you? Yeah, he so found he me. found you because he was coming to find look at another yeah, he player, was coming, right? He found me because he was coming to look at the, uh, a linebacker, um, and we had a drill. We had a middle drill, and I ran the linebacker over. Who was the linebacker? The linebacker name was, I think, Prentice Wright. He okay. was Prentice Wright. Went up playing at Pittsburgh at Pitt, okay. and I ran him over. He was a middle linebacker, and I ran him over. And so I was like, "Who is that? Number seventy-seven? <laughs> and and my coach said, "Oh, well, you know, that's Leon Searcy. He's only played one year of high school football. I'm not sure if he won." He said, "I don't care who he is. I need to see film on him." <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happened, bro. It was that? It was that? It was that quick. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It really is. Uh, and so, if you have those stories, if you want to uh, shout out any of yours that have officially signed national letters of intent uh, we would love to to hear from you give them some recognition do it on social media do it on air we can definitely do it and you know there have been a few that have been moving around here uh, on the first coast over the last you know handful of hours making sure things are official but Matt as we were talking about earlier a lot of the big names just speaking strictly about the schools that we cover and follow you know they may they basically lassoed their class in December and there were a few stragglers here or there as a matter of fact, I don't even know if this really, truly qualifies as a that, but why not just go ahead and do one right now for it, so, JJ? That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The $13 million man. Where was he going to go? Where was oh, he going no. to land oh, and get no. a big old contract? Uh, well, 
former Florida quarterback signee, former Hurricane commit, Jaden Rashada commits to Arizona State. What? Arizona State. And I'm thinking to myself, what does that, uh, uh, what should I glean from this? What am I learning from this? It was rumored for a while now. I'm going to tell you what you should glean from it, okay? Yeah. Uh, the idea that it was thirteen million was a joke. Yes, it's an absolute farce, and anyone in journalism who printed that is an idiot. Mm. Say that right now. Anyone who listened to someone tell them that he was offered thirteen million is an idiot, because there's no chance in hell that someone offered a high school player who's never stepped on the field thirteen million dollars. Would not make sense to me. No either. chance in hell. Yeah. And, but, and by the way, but again, if you've got this, this it's almost like they're in this vacuum because there's there are no guardrails for this thing. Yeah. There's no salary scale. There's no ceiling. So all you got to do is have these quote-unquote middlemen or quote-unquote advisors, and you see them all over social media. All they got to do is, like, you know, reach out to a media guy and say, yeah, he's getting offered, you know, $8 million over three years, and it's printed. Well, yeah, and once it's printed or spoken, then it becomes Yes, then gospel. it becomes right, narrative, right. Yeah. I just want to know why Arizona State. Well, well let, me just, let me tell you. I'll yeah. just tell you right now. Okay. Uh, I just want to keep this short and sweet, said Jaden Rashada. And let it be known, I'll be attending Arizona State, my childhood dream school. My father's alma mater, a place where I'm happy, and a school where the head coach has always had my back. I didn't know that. I'm mm. learning something. Interesting. Mm. Glad to truly be home, said Jaden Rashad. Coach has always had his back. Always had his back. Wow. So I love it. I love we'll be it. in the portal by next season. <laughs> Forks up. Uh, which, listen. Uh, Arizona State needs something good. Maybe this kid will be something good. Dillingham is a great recruit. Dillingham, yeah. uh, good for good for Kenny. He's a good dude. And he probably was going up and down you want the to talk Golden, about Golden that's State. His, yeah. He, when he was at Oregon, he was probably going up and down the Golden State, you know, talking to these guys and probably was recruiting them at that point, you know, to be a duck. Dillingham, but, I know this is getting a little far off, but he Kenny was at Florida State. So it's, a little, know. it's a little connection because he yeah. was at Florida State. Yeah. He grew up in Arizona. Yep. He has eight generations in his family that went to Arizona State. He is an Arizona State dude. I'm actually working on this story right now. Mm-hmm. He's an Arizona State dude. Yeah. It's, I mean, they got the guy that if anybody's going to win it there after all those guys that failed, it's going to be him. There was and, a- but I will say this. That kid didn't get $13 million. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, my, uh, my guess is he didn't even get a million over four yeah, years. There, there was a time when Because Arizona, ASU does not have money. Yeah, Arizona State was a Well, they don't have watch. money, and they already are under surveillance for everything that went down under the Herm era. Yeah, and I don't even think there was a lot of rules breaking. I really don't. They, they screwed how up. You, and- how you go from 13-4 to nothing? Yeah. You just accept nothing because it's your dream school? Yeah. All right, let me give you another example, okay? <laughs> let me give you another example. 13 million. Yeah. I, the 13 million is pie in the sky. I hope that people who listen to this show understand that. But the one story is being told, and this is Nick Saban at a, a get-together, okay? It's not a presser. It's a some kind of form that he's involved in, on it was a, a business. It's an Alabama – it's an Alabama uh, – Bis- it's an Alabama high school like athletic association that he speaks to every year. That yeah. Kirby was there this year. Right. Uh, Sam Pittman was there this Business year. Business sponsored. They show <laughs> yeah. up and, yeah. and they just basically talk. And so the question was, and maybe you can pick this up, and, and, and you know, because I listen, I half of what I say, uh, I, I remember. You want me to just say it? No, I want to say this one. Part. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, because he basically intimated <laughs> that one kid on his team came to him. Already no, a, not on his team. Yeah, a, no, no. a recruit came to him. No, hang on. One of them, a scholarship player on his team, came to him and said, I need half a million bucks, and I need you to get my girlfriend into law school. That too, right. right okay? Right, that too. I need a half a million bucks, and I need you to get my girlfriend into law school. And then the other kid who was the recruit asked for, what, 800? 
uh, something in that neighborhood. Well, they were, well, the funny thing is, is there was a coach that was in the audience that said he said a cornerback. So, I mean, guess who that could yeah. be in the Clemani. last Clemani. Wanted 800000 a year. Yeah. To which Nick said, uh, I'm not going to pay $800,000. See, you got to remember you're dealing with here now, okay? Yeah. I'm not going to pay $800,000 a year for a guy who's never stepped on campus. Yet, literally, in the same speech, he admitted that NIL was a huge factor for some kids in the signing class that Alabama just built that is now considered the third greatest ever, including a guy who was Iowa, Iowa, drink. Iowa, 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 Iowa the entire time. Right. Number one offensive lineman in the country. And then magically in the last two weeks, he just decides, I'm going to go play at Alabama. But, but as the story goes, this Iowa kid. Salt my point is, it's a, little, it's a little hypocritical, okay? Yeah, but, he but, can say, I'm not paying you before you even step on campus when he's paying this offensive lineman. Okay, what. but I'm just saying this Iowa kid, I don't know whether they're corner of the earth, salt of the earth. I have no idea. But he said that he took less to go there than to go to Iowa. No, I thought he said he took more. Less. Uh, I think you might want Well, one of us is wrong there. Because, yeah. <laughs> because what I read was, what I read, read, read was he made it clear he took more. The reason he went to Alabama is because it was more. Correct. It was more offered to him. That's yeah. what I heard. By the way, I, I would like to see the number. I have not mm. said the word Iowa so far on today's program. Well, you and said so it twice already now. Yeah, I did? did. Oh, like, okay, well. You, you two said it. That's I it. probably said it like 12 times. Right, you so. two said it. I didn't say it once. Um, but speaking of, speaking of recruiting and memory lane, uh, we did get a nice submission on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Leon, uh, we got a certain texture, 6386, went back, found the Miami Herald's write-up of the University of Miami signees for 1987's recruiting Wow, class. what did they say about me? It's just, it's the actual, like, it's a screenshot of the newspaper print with your name on it. So it says Leon say, Searcy, 6'3". Six, six, yeah, they, they took a, yeah. They, two seven, six, 275. 275, yes. Orlando yes. Evans. I love it. Yeah. And then they've got the rest of your recruiting class listed. So they got uh, Dr. Claude. Uh, they got Claude them all. Jones, yeah, Claude Jones. I can tell you exactly what the Miami Herald wrote up on me because it was Greg Cody that wrote it up. Uh-huh. I know exactly oh, yes, let's Greg. go. Oh, all right. yeah. Greg's a good dude. Uh, he is the Herald. Yes. Yeah, he wrote up, you get the show. He wrote up on me. He said that a two-star recruit, you know, uh, Leon Searcy, uh, will probably be a uh, five-year backup at the University of Miami. Did he really? Yeah. Straight wow. scrub. Can we I kept, I we kept need it to clip. I kept, that was my motivation. You ever said anything to him? Oh, when I got drafted, of course I did. I we need to clip this and send this to the Levitard show ASAP. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of recruiting in the Gators, we do have an update. Uh, if we can get hit of that real quick. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if you guys want to hear about three stars, but we got another three star going to Florida, and he's a local kid. Yeah, if they're local, three star, bring it on. Ponavidra's Lane Swafford has officially committed to the University of Florida. He is a member of the class of 2023, defensive lineman, linebacker. 6'3", okay. 245. You know I what Bill Napier does? I thought you were going to say, you know who. And I was oh. going to say, oh, they're circling back. Oh, Marcus, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what Billy Napier does with three stars? Turns them into two stars. <laughs> I thought you were going to say turns them into two stars. Ferentz turns wow. them into five, so, but yeah. I didn't say that one out loud. <laughs> now, listen, this young man, if he's local, I'm rooting for him. Okay, I'm rooting for him. I just want to see what happens. That's for sure. All right, uh, we will keep an eye on all of that high school stuff. If you have them and you know that they've signed on the dotted line, let us know, uh, particularly all of our high school area teams and players. We would love to hear it. Uh, 641-1010, you can hit the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Wednesday, brought to you by the Golf Club of Southampton. It's XL Primetime. 
we saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. Busy, busy Wednesday on XL Primetime. And of course, across 1010XL programming and the First Coast and the sports world. Happy Tom Brady Retirement Day again. Groundhog Day is tomorrow. Came a day early. Yeah, you're right. National Signing Day. Uh, If you have any signees who you'd love for us to spotlight, be sure to hit us up on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010 or on Twitter at 1010XL. And I do see, oh boy, lots of folks on that text line have thoughts on uh, another Florida three-star. Even if he is a local kid. Even if he is a local kid, Uh, Joe. Gator fans are real in just a little bit. Uh, you know, they'd like to see they'd like to see a few more. And by the way, like Leon said, back in the day, four stars was tops. And then the recruiting world said, how can we make it even bigger? Let's add a star. And they went five star on us. So Caden Proctor, the kid at Iowa. Yes. We figured out that one source. Matt has one said source, Iowa more than me, by the way, everyone. One yeah. source. Let the record show. Was it the Moines Register says he was paid less at Alabama. The Alabama newspapers said he was paid more. So, so we've got here, conflicting pieces here. And this is directly Someone's from fake Caden. news. Someone's Someone fake at news. that table that I'm looking at yeah. is fake news. Yeah. And so it basically. <laughs> Don't know who, though. Yeah. Caden Proctor, this is his quote. Quote, it's not about the money because if people knew about the money situation, they wouldn't be talking about it. But I wanted to go play football at a prestigious school. There's a lot of competition down there, and ultimately it's going to make me better. He finished by saying, it wasn't about the NIL money because I'm not getting as much money as Iowa would have paid me. But to be fair, is he going to say it was about the money? Is he going to say he got more money at Alabama? He doesn't need to say anything. All I'm telling you is, is he going to do that? No, he just doesn't need to say well, anything. Well, I'm sure he was asked that. It wasn't just something right. he just and, randomly and he probably said. said. He probably would have said, look, I don't want to get into that. You know, this is, you know. True. Yeah. That's true. So the money you're talking about, this kid's probably going to get, what, 6500 a month? As something as, like something that. like six five hundred dollars yeah. a month for a college kid doesn't pay for anything. Yeah, good luck. It, 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 that's a good sit. That that's is a, nice a good situation. Sit. While I was talking, me and me and uh, <laughs> Mia was talking about the struggle. Yeah, was real back in college where I'm I'm living off eighty dollars a week. Y'all were we jumping the pizza man. What are you talking about? I, don't, I feel judgment. I yeah. feel some judgment. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. A little bit of judgment. Allegedly. You know? Allegedly. There's no cameras. You yeah. Well, I was saying to Leon. Matt just comes on the air snitching like crazy. I know, right? <laughs> well, I was saying to Leon, I obviously, uh, I obviously was not on. Hey, don't say it if you don't want it on the radio, man. <laughs> Me and my That's five foot deal here. You my five foot two frame and I were not on an athletic scholarship, but I was on an academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the stipend that athletes have always pretty much gotten along with their scholarship and how I was uh, very type A and was hell-bent on saving that stipend money the best I could, and uh-huh. uh, not everyone's like that. And yeah. so now it'll be curious because if you want to consider this NIL money stipend, I know it's separate, but if you want to consider it that, and if these student-athletes are really getting all this money up front, will they budget it? I, I so, don't think so. No. <laughs> no, they won't. They won't budget it. Yeah. Not, but so, uh, so they get like, – Okay, so they're getting seven grand a month. This is making seven grand a month. Yeah. They still get to live on campus mm-hmm. and the dorms and all that other kind of I stuff. I would think most – remember, there was talk, Leon, in the very yeah. beginning that if you – Wait, wait, you, wait. Where are you getting seven grand a month from? He's just I'm throwing just, a number. I'm just throwing a number. Yeah. They get, like, yeah. they get 5500 a semester. No, no, yeah, he, no, no, I'm talking about the NIL. The NIL. The, the money, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the stipend. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking okay. about the NIL. Okay. I'm talking about if, if they, they get the NIL money, that's like seven grand a yeah. month or yeah. whatever. Well, whatever. They, I mean, whatever. Yeah, they right. get to still live on campus and all yeah, that. Let's other just say it's 85 grand, like he's saying. Yeah, okay? $84,000. The scholarship is still paid for. The books are still paid for. The training table is still paid for. The place to live is still paid for. All that stuff. And probably a stipend on top of that. Okay. All of that, right? Here we go. So then. 
there was there was a talk, at least early, I believe, Matt, where they were saying if you went over a quarter of a million. Now, this ship has sailed as far as I can tell. If it was over a quarter of a million, you might be responsible for your tuition, your room and board. Mm, gotcha. The word might was used. Okay. And I think that ship has sailed Well, well, well they can't do that because it's illegal. And it's taxable and yeah. all that. It's illegal. Yeah. You can't do that. So yeah. you can't limit what somebody can make. No. So mm. I, and the whole, the whole thing them. is this. Those five Power Five conferences in the playoff is going to be worth $5 billion annually in two mm. years. Five billion, mm. and you and people are talking about. Well, they get their school paid for, and they and they Oops. train them, and they get fifty five hundred a semester. No, are you kidding me? Stop, no, no, no. Stop. If they get a million dollars, these guys Matt, are gonna be. No, I know that. Million. I know that, but yeah. it doesn't. Even if they get a million nil, yeah. they still deserve part of that right. media rights deal. Yeah. Five mm. billion. You know, I understand. Mm. I understand. If they give them a scholarship, they got to give them a scholarship. And and by the way, just as an aside for everybody who always talks about what about the other athletes, um, ESPN, CBS, NBC, Apple, Amazon, they're not paying for basketball. They're not paying for baseball. They're not paying for any other Olympic sport. They're paying for football. Mm -hmm. That's why those guys deserve the money. End of story. Yeah, I don't don't think anybody says they don't deserve the money. It's just a a matter of how much and how do you. you? Because you were kind of like rattling off, well, you get this and you get this. Well, yeah, I I will always have that opinion. That's never going to change. If you don't think that's an opportunity, (laughs) you're crazy. Okay, I it's think it's a great a opportunity. Huge opportunity. It's a great opportunity, no and, doubt about yeah, it. But you so, know what else is great? Yeah, the cash that they spend right in those and, universities, and the it, cash that they hoard. That would be like if I worked here, and they'd be like, "Well, you don't really get a lot of money. You don't get paid, but you get to live in that couch back there, yeah. right? You, uh, it's really soft, Joe. Food yeah. like every day you're going to eat for free. You can use our bathrooms. Yeah, and but here, a here's the difference. Here's the difference. <laughs> and we'll train to be the best producer ever. <laughs> yeah. Here's the difference, and we always try. We always Maybe. try. And, we always try and obviously use like, not a fair comparison. Right. We always try and use yeah. everyday life as it's some comparable thing. It ain't. It's not. Okay. And if you did do that for four years, and then you went into an executive position, and you got handsomely paid because you were trained properly, I would do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's as simple but as it gets. But if this station was making billions of yes. dollars, yeah, I get it. And look, I will never ever be opposed to players getting money. It's just reached already an unrealistic point. You know, it has. Yes. But if the percentile of them going to that professional league was less than one percent, mm-hmm. then. How well are you trained? Yeah, but here's what's so funny is through all of this, mm-hmm. the schools haven't paid a dime yet. That's true. And they need to. They won't. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. they. they here's the this, – this is what's so unbelievable about all of this is that the Scott Stricklands of the world sit back and go, look at all this money that's changing hands and not a dime is coming out of our pocket. We're getting all of our money still coming our way, and now our boosters who still give to us have to pay them. And it – it is a that the is a travesty. Are getting hosed. Yeah, that really? is a it real that is a travesty that the school does not have to come out of pocket for any of this stuff. It's it's Mr. Mercedes Benz dealer and everyone else soon. paying for him. Oh, I know they will. Well, I'm just simply saying they haven't yet. Well, they, they had a hundred year head start. Yeah, I mean, in, come two, on. in two years when the when the playoff hits, the new one, they'll. I mean, my guess is you're going to see a stipend that'll increase to probably. Just throwing it out there, twenty five thousand a semester, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty twenty five thousand. I'd be more than uh, so stoked for him. Stoked tw- for twenty three twenty seven on the text line uh, mm-hmm. asks, should the term nil be changed to pay for play, or is that pay for play when no, the stipend becomes? Yeah, the pay for play is the stipend. The and pay then, for play and, is the money from the media rights deal. Nil is completely separate of everything. The so, nil is whoever, like if if Joe's Chevy dealer says, I'm not talking about Beaver, I'm just talking mm-hmm. about your mm-hmm. any. 
Joe Coward's Chevy dealership. Right. If he decides I'm going to pay Mia O'Brien, uh, or I'm going to pay her to to hawk my Chevy dealership, mm-hmm. and she's going to drive around a Trailblazer, and she's going to say I'm Mia O'Brien. I'm a star. I'm a star uh, point guard for UNF, and I drive Chevy Blazers. Mm-hmm. That's what an NIL deal is. Has nothing to do with anything with right. the school. And they'll be able to keep manufacturing those deals on the outside, separate from the university. University will have to pay. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah, th- but, that day is coming. But but here's Believe the other part of it. Coming. And I hate to even get like kind of down the rabbit hole. I hate it when I do it. But the idea of the 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 star sport and the star athlete getting paid and the other ones not getting paid, just get ready for some uh, a bunch of legalese jumping in on that bad boy because that's coming. There will be a point where they're going to have to have some kind of collective bargaining. Yeah, they'll have to because you're going to have to marry those two. And the players are going to have to give a little, and the university is going to have to give a lot. Mm-hmm. And the players are going to have to say, okay, well, I won't do it. This is what I wrote last week, and it's just an idea, okay? The idea is let's just say they get a $40,000 a year stipend, okay? You get $40,000 a year. And to, to, get, to get that forty a year, guaranteed, guaranteed for five years, mm-hmm. to get that, you have to say, I will not take an NIL, NIL deal the first, until one year after, after I'm at the college. So in other words – NIL deals have nothing to do with recruiting. Mm-hmm. So you're eliminating that, which is huge. Then you're also eliminating the idea of a guy doesn't hasn't even stepped on campus and he makes money, right? So then you're, you're, you're limiting that. Now, here's what you do. How do you enforce it? Here's how you enforce it. If by some chance you are found to have made an NIL deal before your first year is out, you lose everything for a year. For a year, you lose everything, you including know, including eligibility. I, I love the idea. You, but lose, you lose your 40000 You yeah. lose your health and benefits. You lose your 401k. You lose all of it yeah. for a year. And then you yeah. come back the next year. Here's the key. Here's the key. You can come back the next year. You still get 40000 You still get your, your uh, health and benefits and your 401k. You can no longer have an NIL deal till you're out of college. No. See, I love I all it. that. I but you know it. what happens? I hate it. No, well, why? Why? Tell you why I hate it. Tell you why I hate it. There's, because there's you're, you're punishing the kid for, to, for making money, and he's finally making money, and now all these parameters are punishing him. You're holding him one year. One year. That's all you're doing. And you're giving him guaranteed $200,000. Guaranteed. Yeah, the other part of it, though, that I see is a big problem, goes, takes us right back to the problem that always was, and it's enforcement. It's the NCAA. Thank you. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's when the one part well, I don't like. Well, you have to, like, they have to actually, for the first time ever, put some money in enforcement. <laughs> they ain't going to do it. It's always been, like, you know, eight guys in the corner of the NCAA <laughs> yeah. building. Yeah. You got to actually put some teeth into it. You got to have like a fifty-person staff. You want this thing? You want to control now? No, 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 no. I you want. want I want them to collectively bargain. Is what I want. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Because yeah. that's that. The that way, always, you get the best deal for both sides. Yeah, the player players always get hosed when they not NFL players do. Yeah, yeah. So NBA players get hosed in their CBA. No, they don't. How about they, MLB? They, got, they got better. How about MLB? They, they don't either. Right. But something about football, we get hosed. It's, it's there's no question that a lot of them are herded through, uh, either uh, didn't perform up to the level that they thought, cast off that way, or injury, and they get left behind. But there are plenty of others that that this is a major. No, and here's another thing too: is uh, is stage. in the NFL it's different. Everybody's great, so you're going to pay everybody. Yeah. Here, part of the CBA is going to be look, one percent of you guys are going to the NFL. The rest of you guys are getting paid. Mm-hmm. If that means the one percent that's going to the NFL has to suck it up for three right. years. And get paid the same as the other guys, then that's what you got to do. Yeah, You're still the other ones paid. will be. Yeah, the other ones will be taken care of, which would be yeah. great. It really, it really. Well, and be NIL great. will still exist. Yes. So right. even yes. those one percenters that are getting the minimum wage or whatever you'd call it mm-hmm. are still available or able to get paid more minimum so, for the next two years so you, because if you leave after three years, you still have two years to earn on an NIL. 
So you were calling me. A you don't like my idea. No, I'm saying you call it's me the hate plan. Call me an elitist, aren't you? Yeah, you're I'm a one calling you. You are. A 1%. I'm, not I'm the one percent. I'm the one percent that made the NFL. Because at the end of the day, NIL was created, at least in my personal estimation, because you had players that had outside interests, even outside of football, mm. where. You know, I I think they it was were denied a, by the incident. Correct. Get strict the, the on. Kicker, we're going to talk about the this. kicker, the kicker from USF, yeah, FAU. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he was an artist on the side, and he was charging. You know, because he had he was doing graphic design classes yeah. on YouTube, and he was ruled ineligible by the NCAA for having another passion he was making money idiotic. off of. That's idiotic. Yeah. That is why NIL existed. In addition to the fact that schools were able to sell jerseys mm-hmm. with a player's name on it. And yet the yeah. player didn't see a cut of that. Yeah. Those are the two tenets for me of why NIL was created and why it should continue to exist. Right. What it co- becomes from here, what it has become and snowballed from here, that is where we're in this gray area because the toothpaste was out of the tube and there was yeah. no putting it back yeah. in. And I feel like it's going to come back to the pack a little bit because of some of the nonsensical stuff that we're talking about, this $13 million uh, that just all of a sudden appeared in, in, the, uh, in the vernacular. All that stuff, it's going to come back to the pack a little bit, but – you said earlier you you went on a scholarship uh, as a student. Did it prevent you from having any other earnings potential? No. The answer is no. You could do whatever you wanted, right? And so that's where the NCAA was archaic, just asinine and archaic, that they wouldn't let someone totally outside of their sport earn other income simply because they were on scholarship or considered an amateur athlete. It was just – it was stupid. It really was. All right. Um, we look at these, and, and like one of the text line – uh, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, UF only had two open scholarships going into today. Totally get that. That's the part we were talking about with December. Most of the work has been done by these schools. Now it's trying to close out your class. Well, the simple question are simple question is, do you have a big name that you're closing out your class with, or do you have a, a medium-sized name that you're closing out your class with? Or are you desperate and making phone calls? You can go back to the Mullen and McElwain days where they were trying to close strong and somehow or another get that guy at the end, which would get them into the top 10 or wherever they were looking to be. Do you let a guy in academically that is marginal, that may not be eligible when it's all said and done? All those things happen. And we'll find out, you know, what these classes add up to. Right. And then I was, you know, talking during the handoff with Mike Dempsey and Tony Smith about mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, as we're celebrating all of our student athletes who are signing here locally today, and, you know, if you have any student athletes, I'm already speaking with some coaches on the text line, mm-hmm. brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Submit those photos. We'd love to spotlight them. It is fascinating because we saw this in football over the last five, six years, where the reason part, part of the reason why the December signing day was gaining so much traction mm-hmm. is so many athletes were enrolling early. Well, now we're even starting to see non-football athletes enroll early. Thinking of our girl, Caitlin Schroeder, Mm -hmm, daughter of uh, UNF head golf coach, Scott Scott Schroeder, Mm -hmm. headed to Alabama. She enrolled early. Part of the beauty for her is that she was homeschooled. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, she's obviously on scholarship. It's kind of like a gray shirt, a red shirt, if you may, where she's there. She's working out with the team. She may not be competing, but she's getting her body ready for Mm -hmm. a full season next year. We saw Alex Fudge, Riverside High School, did the same exact thing when he went to LSU. And so that is why, in addition to the December signing day being so huge for these football athletes, you're seeing so many more athletes even signing in November, A, because maybe they're enrolling early, or B, because they already committed a year earlier, and why wait? I, I, I do get bummed that these kids are just letting you know those those high school days slip away because the coaches are in the air saying you got to get here, you got to get on campus, you got to get your your whatever started. It is kind of cheating them out of that 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 super senior as a high school where you're having fun. I get what they yeah. want, but still it's become a mad. Yeah, I mean, I'm, listen, 
they're, they're treating the sport like a business and not really having fun with yeah. it, I would think. I mean, I understand, you know, you want that extra time that you can get yourself acclimated into the college environment, the classes, and all that kind of stuff. But you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy this time. Your senior but you enjoyed year. your time in Miami, too, didn't you? I, yeah, I enjoyed my time, but I enjoyed high school, too. I, I, I walked with my class, you know, right. you know. Had to, saw the girlfriend that turned me down at the prom, that, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> if you could do it, if you could do it over again, knowing mm-hmm. like what these kids deal with now, like you could get an NIL deal. If you could do it over again, would you would you enroll early or would you stay at your high school? I would enjoy high school. Really, I really would. I really you are would. Definitely old school. Then, no, right? no, I, I would. I, man, I love being the king. Man, I, I love being the king, and I loved my high school as well. I, mean, I had a great time when mm-hmm. I was there. So. Yeah. Because oh. it's it's there. And yeah, it's there. It's the classic be where your feet are because the rest oh. of it's still going to be waiting on you. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, it's going to be waiting yeah, on you. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. Well, you even see at the college ranks, athlete or non-athlete. Mm-hmm. I remember this really started happening like my junior, senior year where, granted, I understand higher education, the cost of it is skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. But so many people who would graduate early to save money on that one semester mm-hmm. or perhaps work part-time and begin their career or even graduate a full year early. And while, listen, I'm never going to judge anybody for the financial ramifications of a college education and making that decision for you and what's best. At the same time, I, I remember always just being like, you only get to do this once mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. That's why so many so many of us love the victory laps because yeah. you're never going to get those memories back. 20, 25 years ago, you're not going to go back. And even if you do go back to school, you're not going to have those moments. And while you know it's different with the athletes because if you are pursuing, if you're mm-hmm. one of the one percenters and you're pursuing a career right. professionally, you want to get started. You don't want to risk injury. I mean, Leon, you said it. You love being a Kane. Could you imagine if you could have left after three years, would you have gone to the NFL and not come back to Miami? Um, no, I, I, I came in and won the championship. I wanted to leave with a championship. I, I, I remember my, I remember my coach, coach Arkeo, when we had to, after we beat uh, Texas in the Cotton Bowl, right? We beat them 40, whatever. We beat them by like 41 seven. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in the, I'm in the academic advisory office trying to get my schedule and everything. He runs up on me and says, what I hear about you coming out early. I was like, what are you talking about? Cody? I'm not coming out early. Well, they say they got you projected this, this, now. I was like. Well, that's good to know because I didn't know I was projected a second round. <laughs> Did you get a grade? You didn't know? No, no, I had no idea. But really? but I said, no, nah, coach. I said, I said I'm not going. I I, I enjoy I enjoyed being a hurricane. Mm-hmm. I was in no ru- the NFL wasn't going nowhere, so I was in no rush to get to yeah. the NFL. I wanted to play out my senior year and enjoy it. What the, what my teammates that came in yeah. with? It, it's rare, rarity, it doesn't, bro. Mm-hmm. Rarity. Yeah, yeah. Because there's more individuals in people's heads now. Yeah. Man, think about this. Think about this. Why would you do this? Well, Why would you do that? Kids go Listen. to like three different high schools nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And no. they don't care about no, that. I, I just they're they're going grand. to four different yeah. colleges. There's yeah, but no I, I, don't think it, I don't think it was like it with him. Because like, now Go when ahead. I look at this, it, it, it's all right, you need to earn as soon as you can. But you, I get the idea that you just like being in college. I did. Right. I it wasn't really college. about earning as soon as you can. It was just mm-hmm. like being in college. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. listen, once, once that grading thing came out, because I, I was graded as a junior coming out by Mel Kiper. He had me like in the middle of the second round, mm-hmm. and um, agents start coming at me. Like, hey, Leon, you want to do this? Take you out to dinner? This, this, that, whatever. I was not interested. Mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't. What if you were great in the first? Honestly, mm, I wanted to leave there with a championship. All right. Mm-hmm. I came in with one I that you earned, not just one exactly. that you got a red shirt. Okay. And now the beauty okay. is with NIL, if done properly, if you're already earning the money at the college level, mm-hmm. yes, the risk for injury is there. 
But does that maybe say, hey, if I'm only graded out as a second or third round pick, or since, hey, it's National Signing Day, it's also National Women in Sports Day, um, if you're someone like Iowa's Caitlin Clark, who's on the fast track to National Player of the Year honors, and let's be real, the WNBA does not pay the way the NFL does for her, why would she leave at the Mm -hmm. end of this season? Because she's going to make more money being a Nike athlete in college than she is playing in the WNBA because of all the other NIL. She's got, I mean, she's got a high V. She's got some, um, uh, not Goldman Sachs, but she's got like a massive like investment firm also as one of her NIL deals. Why would you go? I mean, and listen, let's look at the NFL. Let's look at some of these second or third or fourth round guys. Why would you go? Well, here's the thing. Another thing that I didn't I didn't bring up is that the dynamics of my, my my family was different. All right, my mom was a she was a guidance counselor at Dr. Phillips High School, so she and my dad was uh, he handled all minority contracts that came through the Orlando International Airport. So mm-hmm. they were good. Right. So it was no it was no intent upon right. me to fulfill their household right. because they were both working. Yeah, they didn't look and at not, you it's like... Not, it's, not a lot of af- it's not a lot of athletes that are like that. Yeah. A lot of these athletes, these players, are making these decisions based upon how it is back home. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, how, how mom is living, how, you know, how the sister's getting clothes and all that other kind of stuff. So I, I, I totally understand right. it, that a lot of these kids got to make money now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, so, there, and, and there are people that, uh, unfortunately, that will... Ride that wave and, and maybe mm-hmm. use a player. They, they would manipulate them yeah. in those situations. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've had I've had players tell me the agents. They, I've had players tell me that agents, when they told agents that they weren't going to go sign and, and go an extra year, they would they would bring them talk about their home and, and they talk about their bills, anything to manipulate their decision. It's crazy to go pro so they you know so they can get a piece of that pie. I do which, believe which it. Which is sickening. I do I'll believe give it. you guys a current example before we hit the break mm-hmm. of a guy who came back here locally. Mm-hmm. How about Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Graded yeah. out yeah. third, fourth maybe round. His now wife was pregnant mm-hmm. with their first child. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at him like, hey, you better go. You got to make money. You got to support your new family. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm going to come back. And I'm going to be a first-round pick. I'm going to make more money. Yeah. And he bet on himself. It was extremely smart on his Won part. Won the Nagurski. He did what he did, probably because the program was rising at that point. That was the so beginning the of beginning the program. The beginning of the program, okay. him and Benny Snell. Yeah. So, uh, But no, I mean, listen, maybe he's the rarity. Maybe he is the rarity that he bet on himself. This was pre-NIL, and it all worked out. But at the same time, it has happened lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't say that there aren't cases, even if it's not the majority. I just like hearing it when they do do it. I, I really do, because there is something to be said. Uh, you know, wherever I'm at, I'm enjoying the heck out of it right here, right now, which is cool. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton, you can enjoy them every single time you're out there. The great golf course, that's expected. You want to make sure it's in great shape, but you also got good people that are taking care of you. Beautiful clubhouse and patio area. They got music. Friday nights on the patio, Chef Gary always cranking up another menu. And I'll tell you what, neighborhood guys will roll up in their their kind of macked out golf carts, hang out, have a good time, throw that music on. You will definitely enjoy it. So head to the Golf Club of Southampton if you want to play some good golf. Now, we have not talked about Sean Payton, so yes. we need to get to that because – I mean, this this guy, I'm surprised. He I am very surprised. And then that whole uh, breadcrumb trail that mm-hmm. Ian Rappaport was reporting, yeah. not to mention D'Amico Ryans also coming to the AFC South. We'll get to the coaching carousel a whole lot more coming up. One o'clock hour, XL primetime on National Signing Day right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. 
One o'clock hour is here. XL Primetime hanging out on a beautiful Wednesday. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. You can go hang out there uh, with this weather. It is awesome uh, for the first day of February. Big Sirs, Maddie, Mia, Josie, along with JJ, hanging out. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we didn't really talk about Sean Payton, so we need to get to this, okay? Because, honestly, I, I thought Jerry Jones would tell Mike McCarthy, hit the pavement, get out of D-Town, Hello, Sean Payton. He he loved him. He hated that he lost him way back when, when he left there. Remember, Sean Payton was under Bill Parcells in Dallas, uh, and then he went to New Orleans, took over that post, and I just envisioned in my head that Jerry Jones would have, you know, explode after that terrible performance that Dallas had against San Francisco, and they'd bounce McCarthy. Instead, he said, I hope Mike McCarthy coaches as long as Tom Landry did here, which now I know he might be into the gin juice a little too much. But Sean Payton goes to Denver. And I was a little surprised that he's going to take on the Russell Wilson experiment. Well, number one, the Russell Wilson experiment, Josie. But also, I'm going to read for you guys this graphic that NFL on Fox just tweeted out. Uh-huh. Notable next generation quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa. So I took that, and I just quote tweeted it. Uh, How many of those guys play in the NFC? Of those eight quarterbacks that were listed in that graphic? One. Mm -hmm. So now Sean Payton, who has spent his entire head coaching career in the NFC, wants to go tango with all those guys with Russell Wilson attached to his hip. Mm-hmm. You really want to take that gamble? I, I know yeah. that Broncos defense is good. What did you think? Because uh, honestly, that that I that, wouldn't take that gamble. I I call him Rust Wilson now instead of Russ. I just something happened. Quarter of a billion dollars later, something happened. But would you? Because Peyton is an offensive guru. He is. I mean, he's the only one that could probably, hopefully resurgent Russell Wilson's career. I mean, I just thought that Russell Wilson when he was going to, when he initially came signed with the Broncos, I thought. That AFC West might have been the better division going forward with all that. The Derek calls Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and, and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's definitely underwhelmed his contract. He, all the money he made, five and twelve. He just seems unsure of himself. I mean, in the pocket, his presence, his throws. Uh, initially, when he left Seattle, that, that was all the reasons why he came to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Didn't get protection and all this other kind of stuff. He had protection. He had a decent running game. He just didn't deliver the goods when it mattered the most. He's kind of regressed a little bit, too. Yeah, the last yes, couple of years. Yes, yes. I mean, his his level of play, clearly, probably since like the second half, I guess that would be of 21, right? Yeah, the second half of 21. And you know what? I, Even 20, actually. No, nah, maybe 21, because I, I was going to go with the conspiracy theory as soon as you said that. He started mapping out his departure second He half didn't play that well in 21 at all. I think in the second half of 20, he was kind of, eh. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, he's clearly... Regressing. Now what happens when you've got a guy that's proven to be a quarterback developer yeah. who's proven to put out offenses that can win in the NFL and score a lot of points in the right. NFL? What happens now? Yeah, it's like he doesn't need to develop Russell. He needs to straighten him out. Right. He, he really does. Just basically say, hey, hey, dude, uh, see this tape? Remember when you were this? Let, let's go get it. And by the way, Drew Brees, undersized, which is exactly what Russ is. I mean, we're talking about a couple of six-footers that went out and did great things, right. had passing lanes that they could – Deliver the football, and we'll see if he can if he can turn things around. I'm not a buyer right now as far as Russ goes, but I'm certainly a buyer on Peyton. So before we go through the breadcrumb trail that Ian Rappaport is claiming occurred on the winding road to Sean Payton and the Broncos' marriage, um, mm-hmm. let's discuss this. 
if at the end of next year, let's say, because he is a free agent, let's say the Seahawks re-sign Geno Smith, and if Geno Smith is playing at a more elite level than Russell Wilson at December 2023, at uh-huh. that juncture, what is Russell Wilson's legacy? It uh, great. Well, he's a nine-time Pro Bowl, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's impacted, but that's still yeah. he's still what you just said. Yeah, I mean, he's still a nine-time Pro Bowler. I mean, he's going to probably be a first ballot Super yeah. Bowl Super winner. Super Bowl winner. Um, but you know what? It, it kind of reminds me of it. Kind of reminds me of a, a pickup basketball game where the old guy comes and wants to play with the young guys. Doesn't play too well. Doesn't play too well. He's in the AFC. And he's in the AFC. Division where mm-hmm. these young cats ain't going nowhere. Yeah, the Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, Trevor, Joe Burrow. These cats ain't going nowhere. They're going to be dominating for the next decade. So I mean, he might have came over a little too late. But does yeah. it say that it was all Pete Carroll? No, no, I don't think so. No, I I think he gets all the credit in the world. In other words, this is uh, you guys are destroying Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, I'm Jesus. not. I'm not. I'm just saying he ain't the same. I'm just saying yeah. he's. No, he's slowed down a little bit yeah, last year. He now. has, but his legacy? I yeah, mean, this guy's a Hall of Fame. Oh, I agree. Yeah, he's, 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 the first, he's first ballot. Yeah, Pro Bowler, Super Bowl winner. Un, his first seven seasons, unreal stat-wise, what he was able to do. There's only a few of them that even come close to what he was able and to do. And I don't think Geno Smith and the Seahawks are going to yeah. win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But let's say, But uh, the one. what part, if he comes back and they win the division next year? Yeah. The one part of your question is kind of cool because if Geno Smith, let's just say he dupes – same thing he did this year, and, and he looks good all the way through because Gino actually dipped in December a little bit. Uh, and so I don't know whether the, the, whether he is or not. I don't even know if he's going to be the Seattle quarterback going forward. But it would it, that would be maybe a storyline then if Russ still kind of stunk. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Big Ben towards the last three years of his career. I mean, he didn't yeah. switch teams, obviously. He stayed with the Steelers. But the last three years, Big Ben, I mean. He was not the same. He wasn't the same. No. He, he wasn't the same. And. They needed to move on from it, and Russ is starting to look taper down that path, in my decision, as far as this arm strip and all that other kind of stuff. Ben had to have a lot more short passes yeah. in that offense. Yeah. It was frustrating receivers. Uh, and, look, that guy had taken a lot of hits, mm-hmm. a lot of hits. I don't know that uh, – Russ was such a great improviser and, and, and creator. But, yeah, it happens. It's the same thing we're talking about with Tom Brady. He doesn't want to get hit anymore. Those guys are fast, bigger, faster, stronger every single year. Uh, one of the text lines said, you can't, if you're Tom Brady, you can't decide in July or or October that you want to come back. Can you imagine? He can't walk it back. Yeah. No. No. Can he? Um, look, we've seen boxers unretire, uh, retire, unretire, retire. I mean, I guess Michael Jordan did it twice. Yeah. What about Brett Favre? He'd do it every year. Yeah, yeah. that's true. He yeah. did it every year, too. Mm-hmm. The, the, I forgot about that. The joke was Brett Favre should be retiring again tomorrow. Uh, that that I, I get the opportunity someone could lure him back. But, you know, I think he might have actually learned a little something from Gronk this year. Everyone thought Gronk was going to come back midway through the year, rejoin Tommy, everything was going to be great. And Gronk just said, I'm good, man. I'm good. So let's go back to the Broncos. Let's, mm-hmm. let's look at from the management standpoint. Stand New ownership. Mm-hmm. Peyton's still involved a little bit. No, no, not as much John Elway. Mm. According to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, this is what the last few weeks for the Broncos entailed. They zeroed in on D'Amico Ryans to be their head coach. They secretly tried to lure Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. They were negotiating a Sean Payton deal while still trying to hire D'Amico Ryans. And when D'Amico Ryans said, thank you, but no thank you, I'm going home to H-Town, then they finalized the hire of Payton as their new coach. Did you see what Schefter did too, by the way? Yes. 
So oh, Shep, so he wrote. A, so what Rap did is earlier, he wrote, his earlier tweet was a watered down version of that, but it was very clear what had happened. They mm-hmm. were still trying to go after another coach. Yeah. Schefter tweeted like twelve minutes later. No, he was the only guy, the only guy they wanted. And then Rappaport clearly got pissed oh off. My gosh, and yeah. within ten minutes, he he sent out this detailed tweet of what happened. Yeah. No, this happened. Blah 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 blah. Because Schefter is. Uh, Denver born, Bronco born. Right. In other words, that right. was his original beat. He wrote his book off of that yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And and it just it cracks me up that he is constantly the guy that someone will get in his ear and say, you need to tweet this. And and basically the team probably told Schefter, you need to tweet this. And, and he tweeted yeah, it. Rappaport's the new guy. He's the new news guy. Who would win in a proper fight? Uh, uh, Rappaport's shorter than me. So but he's, I, but he's a scrapper. As well, though? Yeah, Schefter's a, scrapper. a little bit taller than me. Schefter's just, a little bit taller than me. Schefter can get angrier. How about that? Rappaport's got a little Southie in him. And yeah. height doesn't always yeah. mean everything. It's true. It's true. Uh, the great but, Tom Frankie. But he's clearly the number one news guy. The great Tom Frankie. P for P. Pound for pound. I'll take you down. That's who he was. Now, think about this, though. And, I'm, and I don't know whether D'Amico Ryans is going to be a good coach or not. I like what I see in San Francisco's defense. Who could not like that? Right. But would you rather have D'Amico Ryan's than Sean Payton? No, I'd rather have Sean Payton. I, I, I so but you whenever, don't have to trade draft picks for D'Amico Ryan. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. The it compensation. On the that doesn't mean D'Amico. I don't think D'Amico Ryan's could be. I think he could be a great coach. He could be. I'm he just really saying you, could you, be. you have what you have. You know what you have, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. And the compensation was what? First and a third. First, no, first, first and, and a second. second. It went from a third to a, to a second. Uh, Sean Payton and a third are going back to Denver. Mm-hmm. So, th- 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 there's a draft pick attached with Sean Payton. The Saints' third round 2024 pick. Yeah, but it was a first and a second. I Correct, got you. So, yes. with that second for that third where I was a little confused. So, honestly. So, wait, what that, first round pick did they give them? Because didn't they already give yeah, them the so two from that's, Russ? Yes, that's yeah. fascinating as well. Taylor yeah, Dahl and I were sitting there confused yeah. as heck. Two years running. That pick, if you can believe it, that is the pick. 25? No, it's 29. It's mm-hmm. the original pick for Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. That got sent to Miami, yeah. and then Miami in the Bradley Chubb trade right. sent it to Denver, and now Denver is sending it to New Orleans. Twenty nine. Yeah, that's they that's could have two different coaches since then. Yeah, that's not giving up a lot. No. So uh, I, I'm looking at it like as much as I think D'Amico Ryan's I hope will be a superstar head coach, but Sean Payton is a superstar head coach. So if you're giving up that conversation, now granted they gave up far too much to get Russ to begin with. But yeah, they got to deal with that. They may go the Rams route when they still have a first round pick for a while. Real quick on D'Amico yeah. Ryan's, because um, I've seen this all across Twitter and I, I do tend to agree with it. I think he's going to be a great coach. Mm-hmm. Good leader, knows Houston better than anybody. He probably has that up on his predecessor in San Francisco, Robert Sala, who I think he's going to be compared to mm-hmm. because much like Robert Sala in New York, presumably with the number two overall pick, the Texans will be selecting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If D'Amico Ryans does one thing, it's got to be, A, he picks a good OC, and B, they get the quarterback right. Because he's not going to have a hand, I wouldn't think, in grooming that young quarterback. And we're seeing right now firsthand what's happening to Robert Sala, the Jets, and Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. And he could be on the hot seat this year if New York struggles again, let alone the fact that they're probably going to have to bring in a veteran quarterback to salvage the situation and capitalize on a defense that's a top-10 defense in the league. Mm -hmm but they didn't get the quarterback right. No, so they, that's where I look at Houston and I say, unfortunately for D'Amico Ryans, he could build an elite defense just like he has in San Francisco. But if they don't get the quarterback right, 
he could be on the hot seat just like his buddy Robert Sala. Let's stay on the AFC South because this is the you know the the evolution of the AFC South and how I really believe Duval's at the top of the division when it's all said and done based on everything that has happened and and not only what's happened here but what's happened in those other uh, AFC South cities. So let's do that coming up on XL Primetime. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, it is National Signing Day in deference to our Georgia Bulldogs listeners. We love y'all out there. You know who you are. Uh, strong, vocal, vocal group yeah, of they are. Bulldog fans. Uh, USC beat Georgia today for Walker Lyons, the number 17 overall player in the 24-7 sports recruiting class. He's a tight end. Uh, he's he would have been their second kind of reach in LA to get an elite tight end like they did with Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got and USC kept him home. Walker Lyons, a a big time tight end prospect. And USC's in on one more guy too. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cornerback is like a number ninety one overall. So they so Lincoln Riley is while he's building with the portal, he's clearly building with the portal. He's got the number one ranked portal class right now. He's still sprinkling with some impact wow. high school guys. They're wow. ahead of Florida State now. Uh, USC? USC. Yeah. yeah. But okay. you know, the other thing is, is that it really does speak to the difference between that head coach at that school versus any other head coach of recent note at that school. That Lincoln Riley comes with credentials, obviously, and he goes down there, and that is a school that you should be able to recruit to. And so you pair those two up, and you're going to get those guys, especially when we were talking about a kid coming cross country to Georgia. That's still, even though you can recruit the entire country, it's still hard to get a kid. Yeah, I, I, again, <laughs> if you got the right coach at USC, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know that Brock Bowers leaves. I think he's from Orange County. Yeah, I, I don't think he leaves. It's I just what don't. you've maintained all along that it, it's a top three program when you have the right guy there. I don't know if you'd still say top three. Well, but. I mean, like DJ Uyunglele. I don't think he goes to Clemson if the right yeah. coach is there at USC. Right. I just don't. Well, it almost was like a, a that, little bit. That, of a, that university is like a pro sports team in LA. Yes, yes. And it's treated that way. And and the NIL opportunities there mm-hmm. are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no really no reason to leave. All right, let's get to the AFC South. Uh, one of our guys, uh, the commish, texting in. He says, I am not giving up high draft picks for a head coach that ain't uh, suiting up to play. Sorry, not sorry. And so I get it, but you still – have to look at it from the team's point of view. And you may not do it, but that team's saying, we had a Super Bowl not that long ago. Things were going great for us. We had a great defense. And then the quarterback position just basically evaporated right in front of them. When Peyton stepped away, they haven't been able to – remember, they, they, they paid Brock Osweiler, okay? Gave him the reins to that to – that, team and, and he did, couldn't do anything with it and think about what those draft picks might be they could be chase on they could be Taven yeah. Bryan. like yeah. we're proof yeah we are proof that you, can you know what Sean picks. Payton is yeah exactly and so it, it's hard for me not to look at it's like we always talk about that draft pick versus a proven commodity in a player it's hard not to go with the proven commodity in a player and, and the coach definitely knows how to come in and, and I obviously up there at mile high they're hoping he restores uh, some glory. My favorite part of it is all the Bronco fans clamoring for Vic Fangio to become their <laughs> defense coordinator. Like, did y'all did y'all miss the last like four or five years yeah. of your franchise's history? Like, I'm not really sure uh, you want to bring back the guy you ran out of town. Yeah. Not uh, sure he would want to come back. Yeah, as long as he just coaches one side of the ball, they'll be all right with it. All right, so the AFC South, as you guys look at this, and off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures talking about uh, the Colts. Hopefully they hire Jeff Saturday. The fact that Ursay 
gave out a list of finalists, like the Hall of Fame gives out a list of finalists for a class. It was one of the more comical things I've I've heard. He provides us content, Josie. Yeah. It's and a he, great thing. And it's he didn't great. give us he didn't give us like a finalist uh, list that was small. He gave us like seven on the on the finalist list. It was it really was comical. So I don't know whether they're gonna hire Jeff Satter. I have no idea who they're gonna hire. As long as Ursay's at the helm, it's completely unpredictable. But do you guys get the feeling that if things just continue to ascend here the way that they're going, even if D'Amico Ryans is a home run in Houston, uh, and and Mike Vrabel – because Mike Vrabel might be on the hot seat this coming season with the way that things finished out last year. Well, here's the thing that I'm not not accustomed to uh, is that their stability. The the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South seems to be the team with the most stability. Isn't that something? Head coach, um, Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. All those kind of things factor in the fact that we're, we're, the, we're the team not scrambling about, trying to find head coaches here, trying to find quarterback or whatever. It's, it's refreshing. Yeah, and not having to beg players to come yeah, in. Yeah, it's not having to beg players to come in like, like we had to do in the past. Yeah. You start – if you mm. if you get to a point where – Winning. Yeah. Winning cures it all, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and if they can if they can rule – because they, they've been in this division for two decades and have two titles to show for it. And so mm-hmm. the opportunity is for Duval to basically do a Duval takeover uh, inside the AFC South and start hanging banners here left and right. And mm-hmm. you does it mean does it mean guys like take a little less? I don't know. I, I does do winning think... does it mean like does winning mean guys take maybe a little bit less than they... Yeah, to keep the band together, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think especially because it's so new here. If mm-hmm. they collectively, right? if they collectively uh, get to that decision, and, and, and Coach Campo and I, we did the, the Campo and Joe podcast. Yesterday, and he definitely was digging in on that, that collectively, if they look at each other and say, come on, let's do this. We're not, I'm not going to beat you up about your money. You're not going to beat me do up about Do they have like a group money. text like we do and they yeah. like, all right, I'm yeah. going to take less. You're going to take less? I, I don't know. Could they? Could they do something like that? They could. They could somewhere in the offseason meet up somewhere, you know, uh, and, and sit down and have a, you know, a get together. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen, we got something special here. You know, your contract's up. You know, we need to move, maneuver some money to bring this guy in, keep this guy here, whatever. They could be having those kind of conversations. Like be open-minded, not there telling you go, him what to do. Yeah, you know, not telling the guy, hey, you need to take – because all the, all the restructure is, is like you're taking the upfront money, basically. Mm-hmm. You're taking the upfront money that you would naturally get from your salary, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just extra bread. And that would work, honestly. That would yeah. work. And that's why uh, – Give me a couple of mail. Yeah. In February, yeah. <laughs> and the mindset is good. They did that. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that if you can imagine if they were on like a text string together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna take a little less. How about mm-hmm. you? Well, I'll take a little less. Sure, if you do. I, 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 would, like I, said, I wouldn't, I, I I wouldn't was, text. I would not text. I was really? told they went out uh-huh. to lunch. Yeah, that's what I was told. At least talk. They talked and they yeah. went out to lunch mm-hmm. with Trevor. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I was told. Yeah. yeah, stay off the text because people can get access to your text. Next thing you know, it's on Sports Center or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and nah. the agent finds out. Exactly, exactly. You're talking about taking less. No, don't do that. No, sit down and break bread like we, you know how we used to do back in the day. And talk. Actually, sit down and have conversations. Eye and to talk. Eye. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that stuff doesn't happen nearly as much uh, anymore. That's but no, I think the fascinating part to bring this conversation full circle is what we <laughs> talked about in the last segment of the arms race. The quarterbacks have become mm-hmm. in the AFC. Mm-hmm. If you get Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud on that side of the equation, too, mm-hmm. I mean, and if they pan out. And heaven forbid Anthony Richardson or Will Levis actually pan out and they end up in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is truly an arms race then. And meanwhile, um, outside of Jalen Hurts and Kyler and maybe Taylor Dahl's boy, Justin Fields, who's in the NFC? 
Well, I put big question mark next to Kyler Murray. I pick now yep. a new question mark next to Dak Prescott. Uh, we were talking about some of these yesterday. Do you, do do we know what's going to happen in Tampa? We do not. Do we know what's going to happen in L.A.? Uh, does Matt Stafford come back uh, 100% and healthy? We do not know that. Uh, we just mentioned Geno. Is he going to be the quarterback of Seattle? There are a lot of – I don't even need to mention the Aaron Rodgers drama, but there are a lot of NFC teams that are just trying to figure out who is going to be leading them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's we're, something else. I mean, we're, we're, the, we're the West in the NBA, mm-hmm. AFC. Right now. Right now. Yeah, yeah right I now. I agree. Like, yeah. the, old, great, like great the old analogy. school West, too. Yeah, exactly. Great analogy. Yes. We just don't want to be the Lakers. Right no, now. we don't. Absolutely okay. not. No, no. That, I don't think we are. Because, uh, I mean, look at how, how young the Jags are compared to some of these other teams who the window mm. we're talking about. Yeah, the, the Lakers are a bunch of, like, Walmart greeters right now, okay? That's what they are. The someone's cutting up Laker. their food. Don't tell JJ that. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Oh, you guys right don't now. watch the game, so I don't really care about your opinion. <laughs> nah, on I, just, I did watch. I watched the Laker game. Okay, yeah. well they won last night. Yeah, I, no, know. I didn't I mean, watch that one. You know one. what I'm oh, talking about, JJ? I watched oh. the one LeBron was rolling around crying. By the way, Joe, uh, Joe which um, they got robbed in that game yeah. against the South. South Carolina got a five star guy today, Nicholas Harbor, an athlete who was a big time recruit. Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer. Beamer ball. Using that little uh, Gator Bowl push huh oh he, he should yeah, uh yeah we already know he's a good recruiter and you have to give him credit for what he has done because uh what is the what has the line always been south carolina doesn't produce enough big caliber five-star players in their own little neck of the woods and if he can pluck some of them that come to south carolina which is what Dabo has done over and over and over that's that's a that's a big plus there's, st- there's still another tight end out there by the way for georgia georgia and usc are Deuce both going kid, right yeah but Walter Lyons is a guy that he has to he has to sit. He has he's on, he's on a mission. He's, Mormon mission. He, he's clearly the better of the two, mm-hmm. but they're both very good. Both very good. There's another guy still out there that they're both both teams again are going after. Uh-huh. By the way, on South Carolina, Shane Beamer's got his lead recruiter on campus now, and yeah, that is correct. Andrew Jackson's Grayson, Grayson Howard. Howard. He's yeah. been working on that kid for over a year. Mm-hmm. Over a year, he's been working on that kid to That's go to South big, Carolina. He got him. He got him away from Mike Loxley, who I mean. He, I think the kid had been committed to Maryland for a yep. while, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Pulled yeah, him away. Pulled him away, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, Loxley's a pretty good recruiter, too. Yeah. So you start thinking about those guys. They definitely uh, – there are – I don't know whether this is um, uh, easy to say, hard to prove, but the Kirby Smarts of the world have woken up some of these other guys and said, you know, this is how you're going to win. This should be your – if you're going to hire somebody, you better hire someone who is as aggressive a recruiter as a is as an accomplished head coach. I, I mean, I don't know how everyone, if you see what Georgia's done the last two years, doesn't start to think, all right, maybe Kirby was a lot bigger impact in the Alabama program than everybody thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm not minimizing Nick by saying that. Right. All I'm saying is it was a to-do deal. It wasn't just Nick, all Nick, 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 as this great – he's a great coach, greatest mm-hmm. ever. But I think, I think you're minimizing what Kirby did if you think that was all just Nick there. Yeah. All right, a Big source. let's finish off before you leave with the 10-10 take because I think this is a, a little bit of a feel-good story and, and hopefully people might you know, it might resonate with them. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmaster since 68. You got the big game giveaway. That's right, a pigskin party courtesy of Sonny's, and you want to make sure that you get hooked up by Sonny's. All you got to do is text the word Sonny's. 
to 641-1010. We're talking about a pigskin party for the big game, a $250 value. Text Sonny's to 641-1010. You could be the lucky winner. Of course, we'll have 10 others that will also get hooked up with dinners for two. But I thought this was a good story, and I think it's worth pointing out. So the take is basically uh, Juwan Taylor took it seriously when it came to CPR. His father died last January from cardiac arrest. And then going through everything we went through emotionally with this with DeMar Hamlin, he went and followed through and took a CPR training. His quote was, just knowing what my father went through, I know that cardiac arrest is a traumatic situation, and the sooner you get the help, the better for people to be able to come home to their families at night and be safe is all that matters, and he went through CPR training. I just think that's awesome, and I think maybe a guy like that saying, it is real, I'm going to do what I can do, and maybe others will step up and do it as well. That is the 10 take. I thought that was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Real nice. Yeah, and he's a guy that uh, I, I don't – you know, you're just talking – and you, you, you – well, been involved in the CPR yeah so what's really cool and honestly it's kind of tragic and unfortunate is who we play for is the organization um, based down in the south central Florida area Mm -hmm. Um, but they do have a lot of affiliations here in northeast Florida and you should go check out their website Um, that is who Jawan is affiliated with when Mm -hmm. it comes to sudden cardiac awareness sudden cardiac arrest awareness Mm -hmm. Um, Jawan was already involved with them who we play for had a tent at his camp last summer well before his father's heart attack and right. obviously ultimate passing. Um, and so what's crazy to think is Jawan's mom was CPR certified through who we play for mm-hmm. and found his dad and tried to administer CPR, but it was too late. He had been in, I believe he was, and I don't want to you know, right. say the wrong words, but mm-hmm. I believe he was like sitting in the living room when it happened. She wasn't home and it was just too late. As we know, oxygen to the brain, mm-hmm. you know, you only have X amount of minutes to possibly save a life. And so, you know, she, she reached out to Sean Seema, who's one of the directors of who we play for, who I'm good friends with. And, you know, he, she said to him, like, I tried everything I could and unfortunately it didn't work but at least she knew what she could have done yeah, and yeah. now how important that is and so obviously you know we hope Juwan's back in Jacksonville and he continues to spread that message of awareness um but you know wherever he goes uh, whether it's here or elsewhere you know it's a, it's an it's a national an international epidemic it's something that was that has been happening for decades mm-hmm. and it's something that you know only two years ago the universe or excuse me the state of florida made it mandatory for a high school graduation requirement that you take a cpr course yeah, which is pretty good yeah we like yeah. when i was in high school we had to do one yeah we did and not. then when i was in college we had yeah. to do yeah. one yeah, we, no we, 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 we had a class but yeah. we didn't have to so certain yeah. counties like, certain counties made it a requirement mm-hmm. to take a class but the state itself florida was i believe it was one of uh, 12 states left that had not made it mandatory until two years ago in 2021. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. All right, Big Search, you heading out? Yeah, I'm heading out. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, well, By I got some way. sad news today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to share with y'all. Oh, what is it? Uh, well, I'll, I'll be retiring from... Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'll be retiring from 1010. You're just dropping today. this on this uh, right now? I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Is it all, for good? Why didn't you do yeah, it in a video on the Well, beach? you know, listen, I, I, you know, I didn't want to make a big thing about it. But, uh, you know, my cigar distributor uh, gave me an opportunity to be uh, a property manager. And uh, I managed one of his cigar lounges in Costa Rica. So uh, I'll you're be- You're going to Costa Rica? I'm going to Costa Rica. Wait, you're serious about this? Yeah. I'm serious. This isn't Tom Brady. You're serious. Oh, no, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. When's your last day here? Today, bro. Today's my last day. You ain't giving us no notice? I'll give you a notice now, man. I'm just letting you know. Uh, Whoa, this is, this this is, is heavy. So <laughs> I'm letting you know now, man. You know, I didn't want I ain't want no banner parade or no party and no crying and tears. 
I just wanted to lay it on your line today. You got a tattoo last week. I know I got a tattoo, man, but that's a tremendous opportunity I got to see at the moment, bro. Good Listen, you, we congratulations. We Thanks, love man. you. Appreciate it, man. We love you, man. Yeah. That is Big Leon. Sir. I might I cry, actually. I don't know what else to say. That is Big Leon. I'm still waiting to see if this is true. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in hot. My head is smoking right now. It's Good luck on, following that, dog. It's on fire. Listen, uh, Gio texted me this morning. Say, what up, Gio? Uh, G! <laughs> I... He I'm can't still, do uh, it. He can't do it. He will not do it. Hey, all you got to do is go, E-O, G. E-O. <laughs> yeah. Geo, right. Geo texts me this morning. He goes, he goes, to heck with lunch with Leon. When are you going to do uh, the, the power hour with Dr. Barr? Well, we it's had a, someone last I night. Put it out into the, I put it out into hey, the. Hey, you, you might know. be Gio, our new guy. Right. And you were shocked. You were shocked where you are. I was in there. My, yeah. Did you play my tackle? Jaw yeah. was open. <laughs> right. Geo, you may need to be the new four or. We had someone text in during Helmets and Heels. I actually had two people text in last night and say, when are they debuting 1010 plus and when do we get all things JJ? So maybe <laughs> we get, that maybe time, that, actually. those are going to be the first two original programs JJ on request. 1010 plus, all things Geo and all things Me JJ. If I JJ had a show, a show here, yeah. we would lose all of our sponsors very quickly. <laughs> Leon's walking out right now going, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're already throwing JJ yeah. into a seat. <laughs> Got him in the chair. All right, I'm still shocked. Now, listen, we got to get to Dr. Bari. Uh, Gio is what I call him. You call him Dr. George Bari because he is the fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon right here on the First Coast, trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. you got bariorthopedics.com with locations all over the city. If you have a sports injury question, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. You know, hit us with a shoulder, an elbow, wrist, knee, hip, whatever it might be. If you have a sports injury question, we'll see if we can get to it uh, with Doc. But the one obvious one that, that we need to talk about, well, two of them really, but Brock Purdy, it was not Purdy when he got hit, <laughs> and he now has a UCL injury, Doc. It robbed us as a football fan of a good game because the 49ers just, you know, they were gone. They had to go to their fourth quarterback and then had to even try and put him back in. He could not throw yeah. once he went back in. You know, I, I read a report where they said it's completely torn, UCL, mm -hmm. and that he's still thinking about his options. I mean, there's only one option. If it's completely torn, surgery is the only option. It's, it's Tommy John surgery, right? Yeah. There's a couple yeah. independent doctors. Uh, one was just on the Dan Patrick show, and he said it's Tommy John. He's out for the year. Right. Obviously, he's not the San Francisco 49ers doctor because the Niners are saying it's a six-month recovery time. No, you know. Wait, I, so what is that ligament? Where does it start? So, so, so if you look at your elbow, if you're just staring at your elbow, it's the right. inside. Okay. Right? It's the inside uh, of your elbow where that knot is kind of in that area. And that prevents when you when you go to bring your arm back to pitch it or throw it, it allows it not to gap too much. Stop. Okay. okay. So I read that article that said six month, and then when you – it was like in the title, but then when you read into the details, uh, Purdy was saying they told me I could start practicing throwing in six months because six months to come back from it – is not normal. That's why I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then when I read into the article, he said six months is when I can start practicing and throwing again and not not playing. Right. And that sounds more legitimate than playing at six months with the UCL because these pitchers come back at about 12 months, 14 months. Right. Right. So it is a much longer injury. I don't know what second opinion he's trying to get if it's completely torn because there's nothing else. But, yeah, because I, I, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. If you have a complete tear of the ulnar ulnar collateral ligament, 
and you have to undergo surgery on the right elbow, then why? what would be in that picture, if you can help kind of give us the idea, that would send someone to seek a second opinion? Uh, that he didn't like the answer that he got from okay, the doctor. Okay, so forget about the picture, right? right? Forget about the MRI. Yeah, I mean, if it's completely torn, it's it's yeah. it's completely torn. There's no gray area. The gray area becomes, I have a partial tear. How big is this partial tear? Is it small enough where I can rehab it in PRP? Is it big enough for I need to do a surgery? Right. Then you get a lot of these, hey, I need to go see a couple opinions, see what people think. But if it's a, a full torn tear, there's really no way around it. So let's yeah. pivot to, oh, go ahead, John. No, just the only thing I was going to say is Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network is reporting that he's seeking a second opinion, but the initial hope is he can undergo a repair, not a reconstruction. And I, yeah, you know, they have the new the repair, and that's a shorter timeline, mm-hmm. uh, I think. But that's not usually when you're fully, right, fully if torn off. Tear, that's okay. usually if it's a, a high grade partial tear that is stopping you from throwing, uh, and you still want to get it fixed. So let's pivot now to the most famous ankle in the world, yeah. that being Patrick Mahomes. Uh, well, let's start with your your, re- your facial reaction kind of says it all, Doc. Uh, after watching him play this Sunday, what sort of high ankle sprain do we think he has? I, you know, he was hobbling on it. I say that. At certain points of the game, he was definitely like bunny hopping on it. But some at some points of the game, he looked fine. So, you know, some sort of – I know there's reports that maybe it's not a high ankle sprain, and then there's reports saying it is a high ankle sprain. Um, but How many high ankle sprains have you seen in your career? A Even lot. when you were interning? A lot. How many? Ballpark. I mean, probably two a month. Okay. Any of those guys play the next week? No. Okay. I mean, even bad ankles. I mean, yeah. I mean, right. Even a bad ankle sprain. They're also also not getting lidocaine injections. Yeah, but but even with the lidocaine, you can play, though? I mean, if it's numb completely, it's a possibility. And the way they uh, spat tape or just basically tape it, you can basically almost like make it immobile. So you're you're not dragging a foot. Yeah, but but there's no joint movement. Yeah, it's still going to hurt. You know, if I recall the video when he hurt himself, he hurt himself in the way that you do hurt yourself with a high ankle sprain, which is why probably there's a lot of different reports because the way his ankle went looked like a high ankle sprain. Maybe just tore his deltoid, which is a ligament on the inside of the knee. That gets torn on that range of motion also. So maybe that's what he has. But, I mean, he's still limping around. He's doing fine. They, they've changed the way he they play the game around him, and it's been doing okay. Um, now he has an extra week to heal which would be good for him. So yeah. we'll see how he does. And just a reminder that he went through a, a significant toe injury and had to have surgery on that after the postseason a couple seasons ago. So he was able to come through that. He's tough. But you could do a toe injury you can play with. Yeah. But it's if tough. It's a real high ankle sprain. If it's a high ankle sprain bad enough where he's hobbling, it's yeah. – and it, it's he's he's doing a great job, right? Yeah. You know, and it may just be an ankle sprain, like like or, or like you're saying, you know, or deltoid ligament injury, yeah. which is the inside of the ankle. Mm-hmm. So let's stay with the Chiefs then. This back injury to Travis Kelsey that kind of popped up midweek last week. Apparently, he was working with the chiropractor. They really haven't said exactly what sort of back injury it is. I'm even like trying to find the specifics of what it was. Um, did he look like he had a back injury? Out there to you on uh, I, I thought he looked fine. Apparently, he spent 48 hours. Apparently, it's back spasms is what yeah. they're saying now. And so, he spent the two days prior to the AFC Championship game working with the chiropractor every hour on the hour. And he was apparently just added to the injury report Friday. So, back spasms, Doc. What exactly can they entail? I know that's a very broad term. Yeah, so that's what I was reading. They had some back spasms. I mean, those are just the muscles in the paraspinal area that – you know, contracting and not letting you move, stretching, core strengthening, you know, a little bit of what he's doing with the chiro, all that stuff can help, 
you know, they put icy hot patches and, you know, muscle relaxers. All that stuff can, can release the tension on the back spasm. You can have a back spasm due to more serious injury like a hernia disc, which can cause a back right. spasm. But you could also just have a back spasm because, you know, you just you turn the wrong way and your back just spasms, which is usually the more common reason, especially in a younger person. So it's one of those things you have to deal with it and get through it. Usually last week or maybe two. Sometimes it can last longer, but he looked fine enough to play, and so it's probably something they're just managing, and the two weeks off will, but a, will help but, him. But a back spasm could, I mean, obviously could Oh, keep yeah. Out, I mean, right? we've all had back yeah. spasms where you can barely get into your car, right? And then it goes away after a couple of days or a week. So it really just depends how bad it is. All right, I got to throw Jay Leno at you. Uh, 72 years of age. Uh, he almost catches, uh, he, he did actually suffer second degree burns while working on an old car, a steam powered car. This was, uh, I don't know, about a month ago, second degree burns uh, on his hands, face, and chest. Then the longtime host of this night show goes out on his motorcycle and gets clotheslined as he crosses a parking lot. Who's, somebody put a wire up with no flag on it, and it basically rips Leno off of the bike. And the story goes is that he was just getting gas, and he rides through there, doesn't even realize it, yanks him right off the bike. Anyway, he basically had – this is the hard part to even read or say. He had a broken collarbone, broken ribs, and then two cracked kneecaps. Whoa, yeah. whoa that's got to hurt. That's a lot of stuff. Not one, but two. Yeah. Two cracked Golly. kneecaps. What are cracked kneecaps? I mean, they're just broken – Patellas, right? And uh-huh. and usually people when say crack, they just mean probably hairline fracture. With the patella fractures, you don't necessarily need to do surgery. Just a couple reasons you do surgery. One, there's displacement, which means the bone has moved away from each other. Mm-hmm. Or two, even if there's no displacement, if your extensor mechanism is, which is that whole tissue area that helps you extend your leg, if that is torn, which you can tear uh, when you fracture it, even if there's no separation of the bone, then you need a surgery to fix that. Those are the only two reasons to fix a patella fracture. Right. I don't think he had surgery. So he just probably has what we call non-displaced or fractures that are not moved. Mm-hmm. Luckily, with patella fractures, in theory, you can walk on them if you keep your legs straight. Right. Although I don't love that idea because there's always a risk that your quadricep um, contracts and maybe separates the fractures. But in theory, you can walk on them as long as you keep your legs straight, almost like a peg leg, wow. and you walk with it. Now, having two fractures, that's going to be more difficult because each leg is not bendable. Um, but that's the only two times that you – really uh, repair a patella fracture. Yeah, because you just think about that. That is just straight pain. There's no question about it. All right, Doc, uh, good stuff. As always, you can find BariOrthopedics.com online in locations all over the city of Jacksonville. Yep, or everywhere. And tell them, every, tell them real quick about the PRP, the new action in the PRP world. Yeah, so we got the, the, the new PRP machine that uh, Matt's got scared, so scared about it, his yeah. ankle's healed all yeah. by itself. Uh, you know what? You've performed Magical. miracles. Hey, Gio, you're a miracle worker. You are. Yeah. So, but it's good. It's it's way more concentrated than the other one that we used to use. A little bit more expensive because of that, but um, I love it. People have had good results with it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Uh, Platelet-rich plasma, PRP therapy, if you're thinking about doing that. Gio, we will have Breaking Bones Sunday morning at 730. Sunday morning. I will wa- see you there. Can't wait for uh, Gio and JJ coming yeah. to 1010 Plus <laughs> yeah, later that, this month. Yeah, that's, a, that's on the streaming part, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Might yeah. lose my medical license. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> All right, into the 2 o'clock hour. We start looking at all these classes that I guess are coming together. Uh, we're going to stay local. Matt Toblin, we're hopefully either going to hear from David Penland, uh, University Christian, or one of his players. But uh, you got a bunch of good ones. And we've had them coming in 
you know, with a lot of them that have officially signed on the dotted line today. Yep, we've, cool. we've gotten a ton of really big names that we didn't realize were signing. If you guys remember Cam Smith, mm-hmm. standout running back yep. at Baker County, he has signed with Valdosta State. He's the nice. third local guy headed to Titletown. And so they obviously won an FCS, or excuse me, FCS, a D2 national title not that long ago with a quarterback from Reigns. And mm-hmm. so the pipeline between Jacksonville and Valdosta obviously remains strong. And, of course, we have tons of other signees from other sports in addition to football. And we have all of those signees spotlighted under our 1010XL pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So be sure to go check them out. Yeah, definitely do it. Uh, we will head into the 2 o'clock hour with the I-9 Sports High School half hour with a little extra special attention devoted to the First Coast. Uh, and we'll look at the state schools, what they're still trying to do to close out their recruiting year. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Look for them online. They've got all their details on Facebook or on their website as far as what's cooking. But if you want to be a member, if you want to find out how great the golf course is, just head on out. Take a look at the practice area. Take a look at the golf course and the people. They definitely will treat you right every time you go out. And don't forget, Friday nights on the patio, Chef Gary with a special menu item and always music cranking under the stars on the patio at the Golf Club of Southampton. The High School Half Hour, brought to you by I-9 Sports, the way youth sports should be. Log on I-9sports.com. I-9 Sports, High School Sports Half Hour on a national signing day. Oh, it's a special edition. We're going a full hour, Joe C., Matt Hayes, and J.J. LaSalva. Are you ready? Yeah, I like it because recognizing these kids, especially when they take that big jump from high school to college, and there have been a lot of good ones that have come out of North Florida, especially this particular year, let's say hello to Matthew Toblin right now, coach over at Bolts. Now, yeah. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Coach Toblin, welcome in. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing really really well. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Hey, no doubt. I, I you know I looked at some of the stuff. Uh, our man Justin Barney will join us a little bit later on. But you know the festivities for every high school, and he was watching and checking in on you guys, it's always a special day. Now, even though it's been broken up between December and now the first Wednesday in February, just give us an idea of how cool it is to send these kids off uh, to their next uh, big thing. Well, it is. It's really neat. And, like, you know, we're different. Uh, we're different at Bowles, and I have to say I'm, I'm different uh, than most people. And that, you know, really the things that we're most proud of is, is, is all the work that went into it. It's the process of – of, of, of what got them there. And that we say that, you know, the greatest gift of, of football, of bowls, of all these things is who you become along the way. And that signing day is, rather than being the pinnacle achievement, it's, um, it's more like the, the recognition of all those things that you have accomplished. And that, you know, because what ends up happening, when you make signing day, like the end all be all, you know, it is, it, you made it, you know, you sign, you're going to college, you're doing this. But then, like, it's a lot more work. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a lot more work, and it's it's a full time job, and 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 it it's got lots of pros and cons. But this, you know, when you show up on that campus, you're starting over from scratch, and it's and and the idea of of uh, of what you need to do to be successful and get 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 what you want out of life is there's a, there's a lot more work ahead of you. And so, well, we're really proud of the, the kind of people that they've uh, become. But we are really glad that that work that they've put in has propelled them to the opportunities they get. And that's really what you want to celebrate is those opportunities that they have, they have earned and then the right to continue to develop wherever they're going. 
Bowles had several guys signed to major D1 universities in the fall. We'll get to those names in just a little bit, but want to give a shout-out to the guys who signed today from Coach Toblin's program, Jeb Allen heading to Amherst. John, I always mispronounce his name, Antelik going to Bates, Jake Hogan to Trinity, Kayvon Miller, the heralded DB, big starter for the Bulls, Bulldogs over the last few years, headed to Princeton, Kamani Wilson to Drake University, uh, go, to, go, go Iowa, I can say that, uh, James Zabrowski headed to Wash U in St. Louis, that's an awesome academic school, all those schools, awesome academic schools, Coach Toblin, those guys in particular, what did it mean to see them sign on the dotted line earlier today? It is it is awesome, and I think that that's, again, one of the really special things about this place is uh, a lot of our kids use athletics to get into schools that they would ordinarily be, be you know, would struggle to get into, uh, and that using the athletic department to sponsor their uh, applications and the opportunity to turn this into some of the best schools uh, in the country, uh, a lot of them in the NESCAC, the Little Ivies up in the Northeast, uh, and and really opportunities to change the trajectory of their lives uh, going to some of those schools and what it's going to mean to them. And so it, it is, it, it is awesome. And it is the, it is the, the blend of academics and athletics that, uh, that is so inspiring. Like those kids carrying, you know, four point something GPAs and being as competitive as they are on the football field. Like we are extremely lucky to have uh, those kinds of kids. So Matt, championships are, are obviously very important. Um, years from now, when, when, when you walk away from the game or you, or you go to do something else, will you look back more on, on the championships you won as a team or these guys that you got to this next level to take that next step in their, in their process of becoming young men? Again, I look at things really weird. And so, like, I would say this, like a, like a Brennan Black. Like, so Brennan Black is six foot four, 320 pounds, bench presses, you know, 450 pounds. Like, Brennan Black was going was, was gonna to be able to go to, to school wherever he was. And like that achievement of him, you know, going on and playing at Iowa state, like we're extremely happy for him, but like, I don't claim credit for that. Uh, like, uh, uh, the, the big one is, is like the, the men that they end up becoming. And so when they come back, like as they go through school, how prepared they were for that opportunity when they got to college, like, did they crush it? Or were they ready for adversity? Were they ready to, to dominate that? Because the relationship doesn't end when they sign and go on to the next school. And so our, our biggest one is going to be is those kids who, who, who go back and those schools say, you know, want to come back and keep recruiting our kids because they, they're right, home runs. Right, right. They're home runs. And so, uh, but that is always going to be the most important thing. It's always a relationship driven program. And that uh, the impact that we can have on kids is going to always outweigh the idea of, of championships. Now, if we're doing things the right way, we believe we win championships. Mm-hmm. But that is always going to be the most important part of what we do here. Yeah, because they're still going to pick up the phone years from now and probably lean on you in some way, shape, or form. We're talking with Matt Tobin, coach of the Bulls Bulldogs, and, and highlight a couple of these guys, like Mia mentioned, the ones that signed early as well, uh, even if some of them have left campus. Anyway, you got Connor Cox, you got Cooper Ford, and you got a lot of really, really good players. So maybe hit on a couple of those guys. So uh, I will. So the two that have left, uh, Connor Cox is currently – over at South Carolina, and uh, Cooper Fordham is over at Louisiana Lafayette, and that you know Cooper was a four-year starter, and I don't, I mean, I don't know what the record book says, but I, I would argue that Cooper's probably started more more games in a Bulls uniform than almost anyone else in history. Uh, that started as a freshman, played in two state titles, two Final Fours, uh, and is such just an amazing uh, kid impact on our on, on the team, but as a center is one of those athletic kids that can go in and, and make 
zone and outside zone work because he's able to, to reach defenders and, and play athletic and, and work up to the next level. And is one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's 6'2", and he's one of those guys that colleges probably, you know, uh, wanted to be a little bit taller, but then he's the kind of kid that's going to make it. He's going he's gonna to play in the NFL because at the end of the day, the NFL is about, not about metrics and how tall you are. It's about whether or not you get the job done, and Cooper gets the job done. And so we're, we're super excited about, about what he's going to do. And then Connor Cox is off at South Carolina right now, six foot six tight end, uh, came in as a receiver, did the work, continued to gain weight. It was injured, lost most of his junior year, and was kind of an under-the-radar kind of guy uh, because he really didn't start uh, getting to play until the playoffs his junior year. And so uh, unbelievable wingspan, really athletic, physical, and uh, we really do believe as, as good as South Carolina is doing in the recruiting world right now, They've got a, a super, super um, kind of uh, developmental guy who's going to, we think, is going to be really special uh, as, as he continues to go. And then uh, in this signing period, obviously, like lots of guys that, that are going to play at super high levels, uh, Kayvon Miller, you know, going to Princeton, I think a lot of people, um, that, that's one of the ones to highlight. Uh, again, the mix of academics and athletics, but how good a ball they play out there uh, in the Ivy Leagues. And the opportunities uh, for him and his family that uh, schools like Princeton will provide, and we are super excited about him. And then all and then all those guys mm-hmm. that uh, that are headed off to, to different schools, they have for the last four years done everything that we could have asked them to do physically and academically and in the classroom, and to have those those things rewarded with the opportunities to go on and play uh, more. And some of our kids are football kids that are going to play lacrosse. Uh, mm-hmm. That Spencer Surface is going to go play lacrosse at uh, at Washington and Lee, and like. It is just it is really neat to see the opportunities that have that have opened for these guys, and that but but the best ones are going to be is they come back you know next Thanksgiving. Hopefully, we continue to practice on Thanksgiving and to hear you know them talk about their their first years in school and and follow them along as they graduate. But this is my uh, this is my first four year class at Bowles. Like these oh, kids oh, were, I coached as freshmen, and so it is a really special group to me couple more from Matt Toblin, head football coach over at the Bulls School. Speaking of some of the Bulldogs rising the ranks that hopefully will be practicing on Thanksgiving this upcoming year, you do have some very fast-rising recruits on your roster, Coach Toblin. Walk us through, during your four years over at the Bulls School and throughout your tenure as a, as a head coach here in Northeast Florida, what's your relationship with the colleges, developing players for the next level, bringing in schools, how does that connection develop? And then obviously, uh, you know, I think the headliner for you guys moving forward will be Naeem Burroughs, uh, the star freshman wide receiver this past year. Recruitments like his, how involved are you in that process? So, again, like I, 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 don't, I downplay this a little bit. Like I think that, you know, a lot of times high school coaches uh, would like to take more credit than maybe they deserve for the development of some of their guys. Like, look, like some of the kids on our roster, they're amazing football players, and they were going to be amazing football players wherever they went. Now, hopefully, we are helping them that when they get there, they're ready. You know, they've been through a college-like program, and they're ready to go compete. But uh, as far as like claiming credit for why our guys have opportunities that they have, like I, I, I would stop short of that. Um, that obviously, you know, I think one of the advantages we do have is that we're centrally located in Jacksonville and we play really good football and Coach Rogers did a great job of building a legacy. And so, you know, as, as guys come into the area, so let's say that random, random public school in Jacksonville has a, has a stud. Well, you know, 
Georgia or let's say it's someone way outside the area. Let's say it's uh, USD. So USD sends a coach in and they're going to go see this stud at random public school in, in, in Duval. Well, their recruiting staff's going to say, well, while you're there, pop it on both, see what they got. Uh, because the re- legacy that Coach Rogers has laid before us, the expectation is is they're going to play winning ball there. They're going to have kids there. Like they're going to do this. The Coach Rogers did a great job of setting us up for future success, and so there's going to be guys coming through. You're going to get opportunities to get seen. But in terms of closing the door, you know, in terms of earning that offer, that the, the kids are the kids get the credit for that. Like we are blessed with really good players, and that's why our kids go and have opportunities to play in college. Yeah, and not just uh, football, but so many sports over there. Listen, congratulations, Coach, uh, and it is a good figure. Uh, four years has flown by, by the way. That I'll just let you know that. Uh, but uh, good uh, good results this year, more to come. We appreciate it for sure, uh, and keep it rolling over there. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Matt Toblin, coaching up bowls. He's on the Fair and Fair phone line. And, you know, during the high school half hour, if you have any of the other kids that you know that have Sign on the dotted line. You can hit the text line, design my lifetime enclosures, and let us know. Uh, David Pinland's another one who had a couple of guys that made uh, some announcements today and made things official today, so we'll do that coming up. Uh, I-9 Sports, don't forget, flag football, basketball, soccer, t-ball. We're talking Tri-County area, Duval, St. John's, Clay. You can play year-round. They have all the different seasons working. Make sure kids get out there and play those sports. Co-ed programs ages 3 to 17. Don't forget, put 1010XL on the promo code when you go to i9sports.com and get a little break on the registration. The High School Half Hour, brought to you by I-9 Sports, the way youth sports should be. Log on I-9sports.com. They got flag football, basketball, soccer, t-ball. You got those kids. You know, they just need to burn up energy, man. I'm talking to a few of them right now. They got five, seven, nine years old. Make sure you get them in i9sports.com and you can check out all the different sports that they've got ages 3 to 17. Let's keep it rolling with our i9 high school sports half hour. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. David Penland, longtime head coach of University Christian, joins us now on the Fair and Farrah phone line. He has two of the marquee signees on this fine national signing day. Coach Penland, how's it going? Good. How are y'all? Doing well, doing well. Desario Riles off to Indiana and Oral Gray, legendary running back now in your program, off to fam you in addition to some other signees too let's begin though with Desario Riles who I know coach Penland I've spoken with you about his recruitment and his development this is a guy who was a, a multi-year starter at quarterback for you he makes the move to edge rusher this year with the hopes of attracting D1 offers sure seems like it paid off for him yeah it was uh you know it's anytime you go from a, a quarterback a guy that gets all the shine to a guy that puts your hand in the dirt don't really get much shine. It's, it's a tough transition, and I just had to keep keep on him. And we had to keep on him as coaches and remind him, you know, just the process. It's gonna it's gonna take a minute. And about halfway through the season, it it clicked, and he uh, off he went. He you know he had a, a heck of a, a senior year at at uh, DN and tight end, and uh, his recruitment really started to, to pick up big time after that. Talking with Coach David Penland of University Christian, did they did the recruiters, head coach, anybody over there, uh, let them know that what side of the ball is there an opportunity for for more than one opportunity or for him? Yeah, he had, during the spring, 
uh, when I when we made the switch, he actually got offered by Western Kentucky at running back. He got offered at wide receiver. He got offered at wow. tight end. He got offered at DN. So it was like a, a a mixed bag of things, and I just had to, uh, you know, I, I kind of knew where the route that we wanted him to take for him to be successful. And, and I, I feel like being a tight end was that route. Uh, he had some offers at tight end and some, some offers at DN, but uh, most people were like, all right, what's, what's, what's the word on him? Why, why don't he have a lot more offers? And it's just the fact that, you know, we switched, he switched positions and didn't really have a lot of film. And, um, you know, so somebody, you know, Indiana got a diamond in the rough. David, how, how does a guy like Lowell Gray fall through the cracks? A guy that plays so well uh, uh, in high school, and, and clearly when you watch him on the field, he's 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 the elite guy on the field. How does he fall through the cracks? It's it's mind boggling to me, to be honest with you. I mean, I I, I did every. I, I was calling friends of friends. I had friends call uh, new head coaches. I knew a couple head coaches I called, you know. And the, and the main thing that I got was the portal. Uh, a player like O'Rell really got affected by the portal. We're talking with David Penn. Oh, go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. If, if you had anything more to add, we weren't sure if you dropped there. So you mean? So what, I guess what you're saying, David, is that is that schools went to the portal to get players instead of going to high school recruiting, which is which has been a big criticism of the portal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they. So, you know, he was getting attraction and and he was picking up things, and then he had this unbelievable season. And I'm, you know, in my head, all right, he's about to get some big offers and we've talked to coaches and you know and, and, and after following up with everybody and calling people back and you know Mark O'Rell still there you know what's still every answer I got was we took somebody in the portal we took somebody in the portal so a player like O'Rell a running back DB type guy they're they they go to the portal to get an experienced guy or they lost a guy and go get and replace him with an experienced guy so the portal affected O'Rell majorly. Oral Gray headed off to FAMU, though, finding his home for the next four years. Desario Riles off to Indiana. Coach Dave Penland, their coach the past four seasons at University Christian. Want to ask you about the overall experience and what's to come with the Fighting Christians, Coach Penland, but you did have Noah Clark sign as well with McPherson College, so give Noah a little spotlight as well. Absolutely. Noah's been a great kid. He's uh He's been Mr. Do-It-All on the line. He started as a freshman. You know, all three of those guys started as freshmen, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, Noah's played center and guard, and uh, he's, you know, he had some, some NAI offers, and uh, he found a school that he liked, and, and uh, he's going to do a great job. He's a hard worker, and he's going to excel wherever he goes. McPherson got a, a really good football player, so I'm happy for him and his family and all three of the guys, you know. Not to down FAMU. I went trying to down FAMU. I think no. Willie Simmons is a great job. I think he's a great coach, and I think O'Rell will do really well there. And um, I just don't want to sound like I was fast to FAMU. I, I think that was a good, good. I think it's a good choice for him. Yeah, and an opportunity is an opportunity, coach. And, and correct, correct. Yeah. And, and so, but I, I do think kind of you know maybe highlighted in some of these you know what you were talking about, what Matt was talking about, is that some kids are being left kind of at the doorstep. Uh, on the high school level uh, because others decide they want to get up and out uh, from a school uh, and, and go somewhere else. And I, I got to believe that's challenging for college head coaches and you 
uh, having to deal with maybe some disappointment in, in, in a player. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely a different way of things that work in the college world. You, you used to have to deal with JUCO. Now the, the colleges are going portal, JUCO, then high school, right. unless he's a, a unbelievable standout stud. You know, Georgia State offered a Desario. They were like, we're not taking a kid from the from high school, but I would take a chance on a kid like Desario, and we're going to offer him because he's one of the kids, you know, I would actually take a chance on. And it, that's the stuff you hear now. It's like, it's crazy, man. I feel bad for the kids. It's, it's killing high school football. All right, now one more just kind of on the whole. We're talking with Coach David Penland over at University, Christian, and I'm thinking to myself and at least some of the others that follow high school football, was this as good a year just in terms of overall wealth of talent on the first coast because you see a lot of ball would you agree with that yeah there was some i mean you had some some really good football this year uh with, with players and and you know uh you had the guys you know the big old kids that, that ended up going to florida and west of that in georgia and then you know webb went to florida so you had i mean heck our trinity UC game, that was probably the three best backs in the city going at it at one time. Yeah. And um, the talent was – there are some receivers. and There's a lot of talent in Jacksonville, but there's a lot of really good football players that are, you know, in the past would, would get that big Power 5 offer or that big D1 offer, and they're not getting that now. They're, they're having to go down a little bit because the, the teams are just picking up kids off the portal. and. Uh, it ain't going to change for a while, so hopefully one day it'll change back to norm- normalcy for these guys. Coach Pentland, we congratulate you guys on the 11-2 season of Final Four appearance this past fall. And, of course, congrats to those trio of Christians as they continue their careers at the next level. Thanks so much for joining us, Coach Penland. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. All right, Coach. Uh, yeah, they look, he has done it. He lives it. He is University Christian through and through the Penland, Penlands with their association with that school from playing there, growing up, and then obviously coming back and coaching. Uh, definitely good stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking about it, and I'd, you'd have to go back and get a list. Maybe Justin Barnes, he's, he's covering a recruiting event right now. Maybe get him on at one point. But the, the number, just the total number, and maybe it's just simply because we have so many more high schools that have kicked out so many more good players. And North Florida, and I don't know if I'm, you know, just because we're, we're here, we're thinking this, but North Florida, Central Florida, and South Florida, it seems like there's just about the same number of three, four stars that are hanging around this area as South Florida and Central Florida, Maddie. Wouldn't you say that? Uh, it's close. It's close. I mean, I think South Florida is still the lead. Yeah, uh, you're right. The area right. of the state. But I, I will say this, and to David Pound's point is this, is with colleges now, it used to be, all right, this kid looks pretty good. He can run. He's fast. I know it's a small school, but maybe he could be a guy who could be a punt returner for us. Maybe he could be a great third down back for us. He's not the biggest guy, but that's a guy you find a place for yeah. because he can run. Yeah. Now, it's still a gamble, but almost all recruits are gambles. Now, I will say this. Now, college coaches are saying, I've seen Joe Coward play at Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He can play. He can play at this level. So I'll bring him to Florida because – I know he can play at Florida, too. It's a lot like Montreal Johnson. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's it easier is. to take Montreal Johnson after a year at Louisiana and say, that dude can play, I've watched him play, than to take a flyer on a guy who might be the fastest guy in the field, might be the most athletic guy in the field, and you think he'll definitely play at some point. 
but you know what you got with Montreal Johnson. It's true. It's unfortunate. And that's part of why, as I'm scrolling JB's list, you know, you see some of the names that are signing today, and it's a lot of guys who are hoping that by going the JUCO or smaller school level, mm-hmm. if they go to a Western Kentucky, they go to a Valdosta, maybe someone at that D1 level finds them, or maybe they pan out. They do three, four years, and they excel at the D2 yeah. FCS level, and yeah. whether they continue their college career, or excuse me, they continue their football career in the NFL or not. Right. At least they yeah. got and a heck or- of a college career. Oral Gray may be that example because he will get tape at, F- at FAMU and he will get a chance at Fort A&M to, to be a star, which is, which is kind of cool. By the way, do we have a Marcus Stokes update? Did he we sign with West not. Florida? We do yeah. not have a Marcus Stokes update yeah. just yet. So we'll keep an eye on that one. All right, I-9 Sports, our high school half hour. Uh, we say thanks to them. Don't forget, they have got it going on. Dads, moms, definitely look into what they've got, especially with the calendar and the seasons of sports, flag football, basketball, soccer, and t-ball. Make sure you check out I-9 sports.com throw 1010xl in that promo code and get a discount on registration time now for a funky fact get funky with funky buddha all right funky buddha they are right there in the cooler section of your local grocer make sure you check them out when you're looking for some great craft you definitely will get hooked up some of that hoppiness from the hop gun or chant the floridian German wheat beer. They got plenty of other offerings as well. Make sure you check them out. All right. So let's go back in time because, uh, you know, the Jaguars season is over, but we still have the Super Bowl to be played. But let's go back to a really big moment when Mar Hamlin came back or actually got out of the ICU. He still wasn't actually at the stadium. But remember when the Buffalo Bills played their game when he was okay. Naheem Hines. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Two kickoff return touchdowns of 96 and 101 yards in that win over New England. We're talking balling, and it was one of the coolest scenes, the first return right at the beginning of the game and then again later. So first player with two kickoff return touchdowns in the same game since who? I may not make you get get the year. He never did that. Two in the same game? No. Two kickoff return touchdowns in the same game. Percy? No. I'm going to say... Uh, Dion? Rocket, Rocket Ishmael. I'm going to say... Uh, what's that guy's name who had like a career rebirth for the Falcons? Dion Sanders. No, the, like the last couple years. That guy. Oh, uh, Cordell Cordell Patter- Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Patterson. Right, right. What about Billy White Shoes Johnson? <laughs> These are all great guesses. All excellent guesses. I'm going to go with the Rocket. Or maybe Quadre is. I'm going to go with either one of the brothers. How about that? Can okay. I do that? Yeah, you might as well. Just drop them in a hat. <laughs> throwing a bunch of names out there. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You're throwing a ton of them. Uh, out. I'm throwing all the names out there, and none of them are hitting. Mm. Throwing darts. All right. I'm going to say Brian Westbrook. That's, That's a good one. Too. That's definitely a good one. Got a little Super Bowl connection, too. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that, JJ. Good thinking. All right, so let's think Chiefs, then. We don't, Tyree Dante Ki- Hall. Tyreek Hill never Tamarick did. Tamarick Vanover. Excellent guess. Tyreek Hill never did. Since Remember when Jalen used to call him exclusively a return man? That was funny. I'm going to say Dante Hall. All right, these are all great guesses. I will just tell you, I received a text from someone that right. is part of this radio station that has the correct answer. Wow. Well, then it's Vanover if it's blue, probably, right? No, it's Hacker. 
Who's the text from? I'm not telling you. <laughs> All right, let's just bring it full circle. Let's pay this bad boy off. And the reason why I do this question this day is because of what we just did, National Signing Day. Signing day right. And so the text that I just received was from a Mr. Hicken, who has been covering high school ball for a long time, and it is Leon one Washington? Leon oh, Washington. Oh, that's a great one. Yep. So I did get it right before you said it. Yeah, Leon <laughs> Washington, all the way back week three, 2010. Two nice. kickoff return touchdowns. Hicken uh, is is he's the winner. Give give Dan Hicken a yes, sir. Why didn't you just right text now? me then? <laughs> there you go. There you I go. We gotta, ha- we gotta have our boy on again. We gotta get yeah. Sam on soon. There's a, a guy who I'm training. His name mm-hmm. is Tony, who works here, and he's new. He had a class. Not with Dan Hicken, but Dan Hicken was his professor. That's the prof. I was getting all the inside scoop yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they opened the like the first thirty minutes of the class is them like discussing sports. Or yeah, just like just that. talking about yeah. the drill. I love it. Yeah. Just <laughs> talking about the drill. Open yeah. floor. What do you want to know, kids? What do you want to know? He has a title over there too. I think like a professor emeritus yeah. or something. Yeah, like he's that. actually a professor. I'm just an academic coach. He's yeah. like yeah. legit. Oh, yeah. yeah, he could if if they go to graduation, he could wear those those like flowing robes and like. Uh, ribbons and, and, and so I'm not approved God, for that. I want that class so yeah, bad. Yeah, it would be pretty good. You could go back. This could be part of your master's. I could just sneak <laughs> in. Do they offer this in the, in the doctorate uh, <laughs> program? All right, well, there you go. Leon Washington, one of the great high school football players on the First Coast with a great moment in his NFL career. Hey, remember this? It's up. It to the right. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. Steelers show blitz. Here they come. He gets it away, and it's picked off at the goal line. There's a flag thrown on the run back, James Harrison to run it back, and Harrison is past midfield. Harrison going down the sideline. Harrison still on his feet. Harrison is going to go all the way and waiting for the official to get there. Touchdown is signal. I don't know how this is happening, but these great Modelo moments, they're great. They are all with Al Michaels on the call when he was actually awake for a game at the end. Right. Another stellar call. Who would have thunk? Yeah, and it was called the Immaculate Interception uh, all the way back uh, with James Harrison. And believe me. Imagine if he called that one like he called the Jags game-winning field goal. It's and just, there it's, goes James Harrison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's at the 30. Oh, he, he'll eventually get to the 5. Just pick that ball off. Oh, he might have got in. We'll see. You know, yes, will, the officials say he got in. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good play. Yeah. You know who we'll be uh, hearing probably during the Super Bowl in a few years when it gets back to Fox? Tom Brady. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Which made me think, like, everybody Two loves Olsen now. Today. Everybody loves Greg Olsen now. Yeah, He's a hot guy now. Yeah. yeah. Now what happens? My dad texted me the same exact now thing Now Tommy morning. Brady slides it. See? Well, Silent Walt and I. You and Silent like Walt. Bledsoe. Olsen is Bledsoe. I'm convinced Matt and my dad. right. Matt and my dad are forever on the same wavelength. But, yeah. no, he said to me, he goes, Who's going to bid on Greg Olson now? And I said, well, ESPN spent all this money on Buck and Aikman. Yeah, so I don't think it's them. A lot. And, NBC, a lot. probably. And CBS has got, you know, the big 
payday with Romo, Nance, and you know my dad was like, and Ian too. And I'm like, eh, Ian's not getting. Well, they would not getting that. Like NBC, only those two are making that much money. NBC's very happy with Chris Collinsworth. I can't imagine them wanting to part ways with him. But yeah, you would, you would. Olsen Amazon is, maybe. Hmm. Amazon. Yeah, instead of Kirk. he's just gonna stay at Fox. He'll just and go, be the number two guy. And get yeah. demoted. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I mean, harsh. he just got promoted this year. Right. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Happened. But I am, I am of the idea that Tom Brady, he could just kind of sit toes in the sand for a while and sit back instead of walking right into the booth. I think he's going to go to Thailand and hang out with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and just chill. Just chill for a little while. Or Costa Rica. I don't know why that pops in my head. But Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. It's a Wednesday. It's the Frangie Show. Today's car line. That means Island Wing. Does it not, brother man? It absolutely does, Joe. And uh, it's a gorgeous day out. So, of course, we've got to get tropical and be at Island Wing Company on Southside. Always uh, thrilled to be here. And uh, we'll be here until 6 o'clock. So come by, say hey to us. And then we, uh, we hang out a little bit afterwards. So we always enjoy catching up with, uh, with our good friends here at Island Wing Company and enjoy meeting new friends. Yeah, you son of a gun. When you said we went tropical, I knew you were going to say coconut shrimp. I've lost the bet. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You trapped you me. You never on know. And you Hayes, never know what's coming. Hayes, you guys are at the South Side location yep. today, not Bartram, but give, give give the Island Wings folks some love as as the, you know they've expanded to that second location, and I mean they're all over the place. Yeah, it's a fantastic place. They've got great patios uh, that are fantastic. They have two gigantic ones here at the South Side location they have three uh at the bartram durbin location and uh it, it's fantastic these uh again you can sit anywhere in either restaurant and you're gonna have a great view of a spec spectacular tv and uh it's a great place to come watch a game obviously people are getting their super bowl plans together and uh you should you should really if you're looking to get together with some friends and go out somewhere you should absolutely go to island wing company all right uh, what is cooking this afternoon on the franchise show we are going to talk all sorts of Jaguars, Gators, Knolls, tons of football. We might get to the prolific scoring machine that is the Gators men's basketball team as they take on the mighty Vols tonight. So uh, lots to get to on the Frangie Show, and we're excited to, uh, to get started here at Island Wing Company on Southside. All right, Hayes, appreciate it, bro. We'll be listening. Thank you, guys. Southside Boulevard right there, and you could definitely roll up. And get underneath those roll-ups and have a good time. Yeah, number two team in the country rolling into Gainesville this fine evening. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a good Tennessee team now. And what they do, hey, what they do, Florida does not do very well. Okay? So whatever, uh, like, the defense that Florida will roll out there is going up against top-notch offensive scores and offensive firepower from Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I just know that the Vols are good and the Gators aren't right now. I know what we can expect. we got a forge on beginning tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Or John. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened earlier, and you can go to social media, and it it just it just shocked us. Okay. It just shocked us, and that's really all I could say. And look, I, I hugged the big man. I, I didn't jump in his lap or anything like that. But there I was tears. The yeah, <laughs> there was tears in his eyes. I guess. Uh, but I I hugged him. So. Hey, can I hit you with that before we go? Oh, hang on. That just happened. Brought to you by. 
Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are your cooter senses... Wow, that's a tough one to say. Are your cooter senses tingling, I, I Joe? I can't take C? it. If I lose Leon I don't, and Jim I don't, Bob. I don't even know that we should be talking like this right now, but go ahead. The Panthers <laughs> have Jim re- Bob and Leon. Frank Reich and the Panthers have requested permission to speak with Jaguars fast game coordinator Jim Bob Cooter for their OC job. They've oh. done the same for Lions assistant coach Deuce Staley for an elevated position on their staff. Deuce Staley already headed to Carolina. Guaranteed. Frank Reich called Jacksonville, phone rang, and he goes, Cooter here, <laughs> guaranteed. You're going to be he, hitting your cups early after today. If, if he plucks. Going diff- to the golf club of Southampton. It's a difficult day, man. If I lose Leon and Cooter cuts out of town. Same day? Oh, I am not going to be happy. Oh, I'm going to go to the golf club of Southampton right now. I will not be on the first tee. I will be at the bar. It is XL primetime.